Superpower Dare Die Team. Hello. That's me giving myself an intro cue. It's completely pointless. <laughs> this is the Happy Side Podcast, which we're doing without Dan, because Dan felt it necessary to have a birthday. I mean, why would you Why would you do that, honestly? Joining me in the studio, I've got Zachary Burgess. Yes. 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 And remotely, over the interwires, we've got Kippers. Burr. Burr. <laughs> a suspenseful burr. What's happening, chicken? That's you. You went burr. You're the chicken. Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've, therefore, the, the, you've given yourself a nickname for this episode. Other than I the other like nickname it. you just used. <laughs> Kippers, yeah. <laughs> DJ Kiffling. At DJ Kiffling um, on Twitch. Twitch fame. <laughs> I haven't streamed for about three months, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right. What's happening? I'm all right. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, good week. Good couple of weeks. Good yeah. E3. What's your, okay, let's get right into it. What, what was your E3? What was it? What was my E3? Yeah, what was your E3? Um, it was a show about games. <laughs> not, and, not, um, not an I excuse to just eat a lot of pizza and watch games. I mean, we do. There was anyway. pizza involved. Good, yeah, definitely pizza involved and beer, appropriate. But yeah, um, it was alright, wasn't it? I enjoyed it. Got a highlight. I thought Xbox was good. Yeah, I mean, the, their show is normally pretty decent these days. It's uh, hard to get away from just the non-stop onslaught of games. Yeah, to the I point where the thing these days there's just so many games now. It's impossible not to have something you want to play, isn't it? I mean. We spent all these years, like even here on this very podcast, saying, hey, we, we quite like them to just not do so many of the talky bits. But now it seems like the internet has turned. And it's like, you need more talky bits. I don't know. I still saw, I still actually saw someone complaining that it was too boring. And I was like, how can you, how can you follow? Have you, did you watch these presentations? They literally don't talk at all any longer. <laughs> it's just wham, bam, bam. But I guess the, I guess the problem is, is it, and, and you end up, I think I feel like I'm more indifferent to more of the games, and yeah. I don't know if that's just because there's volume, mm. like they're, they're showing just more random crap rather than just pure big hitters. Yeah, and spending less time on each one as a result, and you just don't. I don't know. I don't necessarily feel like I get the reason to care yeah, about, about I, I most think, games. I think as well, like it's nice that you get to see a lot more different games, right? You're seeing a lot more smaller games, a lot more games from lesser known developers and stuff like that. But at the same time, what I miss about the old style shows was you actually got like people playing the game live. You know, you could see people playing it. You could get an idea of what it's actually like to play the game. Whereas now it's just all CGI cutscenes and, you know, trailers and stuff that don't actually show you pretty much anything of the game. And it's like, well, what actually is this? I mean, there's a lot of that. Yeah. There's a. I think. I feel like I know less about the games now than I did in the old style shows. <laughs> Maybe. I think, yeah. I mean, a lot of this, a lot of these. Sh- the announcements on these shows are supposed to be where just announcing that this thing exists. It's, it's becoming less and less the place where you get updates about things you're that are on your radar. Mm. But I just feel yeah. like it's kind of got to the point where you just you don't even know what these games are anymore. I know. What was the the one we were talking about last last episode where there was the um, the Euro dance? 
Like it, it looked just like a bit like an FPS, but it had some weird Eastern European like rave music playing over it. Um, I think that was in the Xbox presentation. Yeah. Um, but it's just like you look like a standard standard FPS game. But what's all this Euro dance? But what's all this <laughs> going on? It's like someone took a Japanese initial D soundtrack and wrapped it over it. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> like, what's your twist? I still don't know. I don't think there yeah. is a twist. Yeah. <laughs> Judging by that trailer, it looks like the twist is like some kind of telekinesis slash magical powers, and that's about it. And maybe the music is completely irrelevant and they just thought it was cool. I'd <laughs> <laughs> see that'd be a massive letdown if that was true. Maybe that's just me. Maybe this, maybe this is just like us getting a little older and me being a little bit more cynical about the industry in general. And then me <laughs> just going like, hey guys. There's no more original ideas anymore. It's been like that for but... a lot of years. Yeah. And then Splatoon came along and changed all that. <laughs> no, it didn't. It's just an FPS. Oh, third person shooter, I guess. But the goop. Anyway, no, no, you're right. It's like it's very rare that I come across something and I go, oh, that's good. That's really cool. Like even good games. Like where I come away thinking, yeah, that was a good game. But it didn't, I'm very rarely wowed now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and I find it hard to get excited about stuff in general. Well, I mean, but, like fifty percent of everything that's happening at the moment is just remakes. So. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even get anything new that way either. I mean, it's it's a uh, games doing films, I suppose. <laughs> yes, but without there being ga- it- film games. <laughs> It's either that you get games that are very similar to games that have already been done, or you get games that try and do a combination of things that just don't work. Sure. I suppose Disintegration's the one that comes to mind, right? The last one to try an RTS shooter. Yeah, that was a weird one. You play that? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't play it, no. Oh, no. It's dead now, isn't it, already? <laughs> yeah. Like, they killed the servers already? Yeah, you can't You can't do multiplayer, and the studio shut down as well, so... Didn't didn't go well for V1. Speaking of, I guess, not really news, but a vaguely related topic, I've been noticing that on my Steam feed, the, the, there's been yet more patches for Planetary Annihilation. Like, that community team that took over development is still working on it quite a lot, apparently. Huh. I feel like I actually need to reinstall that at this point and actually like play it again to see if it's much better now. Has the, has the community saved it from itself? Yeah. I think maybe I'll wait one more patch because supposedly the next patch might actually update the AI, which is like the bit that's important to me because obviously yeah. I'm not going to play that in actual multiplayer. <laughs> that's interesting. I mean, that's one of those games that I always had. We've talked about this a billion times, but yeah, a game that had had potential, but well, I mean, Sumo kind of messed it up. I mean, it's the it's the problem we were just talking about where they, like they tried not to, sumo uber Sorry, yeah i always get that messed up they tried to tried to make a new version of an old game but didn't do it well enough just like every other game that's tried to do that like city skylines and well i mean they did fine but i'm not saying city Skylines skylines is bad i'm saying it's never going to be as good as a as a sim city could have been except they fucked up sim city as well so yeah <laughs> It's a bit harsh, but I guess you could throw two point in there yeah. as, as being not quite theme hospital. Yep. And all the, as, all, as good as all the different attempts of people have been trying to remake Dungeon Keeper, essentially. Have there been the many? new Startopia. Yeah, the new Startopia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, like, that's still early access, though, right? 
No, that's ours. No, I think that did come out. Yeah. Oh man! And it was apparently quite meh. I could tell by the way that a lot of people on my YouTube front page started playing it, and then like in under a week there were no more videos. <laughs> that's how you can tell how meh that was. I mean, I guess it. That's the problem. Yeah, those things do their job, and you'd be like, be like, oh yes, I remember this. Moving on. <laughs> That's kind yeah, of the, the problem about that is, though, they don't even make it as good as the old one. No. That's the weird thing. Like, it's not hard to just recreate like the old one if you really wanted to, right? Well, you would think, but then but they then... still somehow make it worse. I don't know. That's that's the thing, isn't it? There's always there's a special source to game making that, like, just taking the individual elements and mashing them together and making the same thing doesn't always work, right? It's like, there's something missing. I mean, I... I mean, Arona was missing, so there's that. <laughs> well, yes, the voice acting is never going to be. Like, but I mean, they fucked it up by changing the tone. I mean, they could have still mm. had bad voice acting with the same tone, but they decided to change the tone, and it just made it unnecessarily cheesy. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> that was my problem with Gears Four, right? It, they uh, because they did the shift between like the old guard characters and moved to the younger generation. They younger generationed a lot of the dialogue yep. and a lot of the attitude, and it didn't sit quite. And. uh at least in Gears 5, they started rolling that back a little. It's kind of the same thing that happened in Halo. <laughs> like Halo 5. I guess. Where they're just yeah. like, we've got this other team who are going to have like the ability to talk, unlike last team. <laughs> yeah. And oh no, they talked. <laughs> and they talked about the same boss fight you did four or five times. Yep. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was a bit... Uh, we talked about it before, but the more I've thought about it, the more I'm a bit worried about Halo Infinite and the fact that they only showed vagaries around multiplayer this time. I think it, it looks awesome. I don't know. I want to see more single player actual gameplay. That's the thing. It's like that's that's what I'm in it for the single player primarily, and it's oh, all the multiplayer. Where it's at? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. I loved Halo Five multiplayer. I thought it was it was really 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 good, and uh, especially that. Um, what they tried to do with their those sort of that VR Counter Strike style game mode, um, mm, whatever that, that was called, that was the one everyone hated the most. I think. Oh, really? Oh, I loved it. I thought yeah. it, I thought it was really clever, um, and worked really well with their new mechanics. I think the, what, the reason people didn't like it was because it was very far removed from what Halo is normally about. Sure, it's where, not. It's where not. You don't come back and all that sort of stuff. Exactly, it's not very non-stop. It, it made it. A, made it more of a thinker game, which I suppose it's like, hey, that niche is filled, right? Uh, you don't need another one. I think it was fine, though. It was it was a nice addition. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But yeah, I think it looks great. The multiplayer looked insane anyway. I think it looks awesome. Maybe they'll find a way of fixing the big team stuff. Oh, I never really liked big team. Yeah. I always found that annoying. Because what they had that whole like big weapony sort of Assault. Oh, what was that called? With the weird, with the weird card system and yeah, all that, but they they that tried to make a it sort of more objective-y or more almost mobery style big team battle thing, and yeah. it's like I still think that has potential, um, but I don't know. Maybe the Crucible happened right and disappeared within a week, <laughs> and it's like that's basically the same idea. Hmm. They should just put Future Cop in it. Action Cop is the best. Action MOBA. The first MOBA. Fight me for it. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if anyone actually knows if there's an earlier MOBA than Future Cop. 
if you can even say that that's what it is. It kind of is. It's got creep. There's only one player per team, though. Yeah. That might be part of And the it wasn't online. Well, I mean, that may not be necessary. I mean, that's the O part. <laughs> that is technically the O part, but you have to assume that if it's competitive in some way, that it counts. It's an umba. <laughs> Tell you what, here we go. Let's uh, change course a little bit. <laughs> right. Things I've discovered about this house this this in the last two okay, weeks. We go back to random. Yeah. <laughs> After <laughs> we accidentally went into game news. Kind of. Well, it wasn't game news. It was kind of just, you know, a recap. Previously on, uh, this place is basically where Daddy Longlegs come to die. It's like there's been, there's been so many of them in the I, last I week. I think that's just this year. Like, I've noticed it as well. Like, I had four or five days in a row where every night there was just another one in yeah. my room somehow. I was just like, where the hell is it? I wasn't, you know, they don't even, because I have my bug nets on the windows, they're coming through the entire house to get to my bedroom when the very rare times I open my door, and then they still sneak in. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think I mean, that's just this year. I think we're having a bug year. Maybe. I mean, it's this this windowsill in particular in this in this room. It's just like I, I cleared three of them off today, <laughs> and it's like, and I did that a couple of days ago as well. And it's just like, why? Why did you come in here? Just like, I leave the windows open in here most of the time. It's like you can escape. They're done. <laughs> like it's, my 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 office is apparently how they describe Alvara. You know, like Alvara is where people go to die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, get, I get old and die in a, in a nice environment and uh, but I'm not quite sure what, what is so appealing to Daddy Longlegs about that windowsill or maybe the white paint is somehow burning their legs off so they can't escape I don't know but that's alright Gnome's decided to paint the summer house like a bumblebee so <laughs> Okay, I hope you don't get bees somehow. <laughs> I think that it's sort of the intention. What, you want bees? We want bees. Well, yeah, but you don't want a nest of bees. Oh, no, probably not. <laughs> you want bees to exist. It's not a hive, yeah. I want mean, to encourage, encourage the bees. I'm not Nicolas Cage. So that's, uh, yeah. I think even she looked at it this morning and was just like, that choice of yellow might have been a mistake. Overdone it. Yeah. A little bit. How was your, uh, I don't know, you got any house grouse, Kiffers? What's happening in, happening in the Switch? Nothing really. We've got no, um, we've got no spider. Well, we've got a couple of spiders, but we've got no, like, daddy long legs or anything like that. You don't get daddy seen. long legs. Oh, we get shit tons of bloody, um, seagulls pooping on our house. But really? <laughs> every, every day I, I look out and there's like, crap all over our windows or something <laughs> what? yeah but why we just get angry blackbird yeah, angry blackbird's still hanging out but yeah, i don't know why but there's loads of loads of seagulls around here randomly are they attracted to your very white car well then you won't yeah, be able we, to see them <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the game they just tried to angle some poop in there maybe <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of annoying. The seagulls are annoying, but other than that, it's not too bad. No angry blackbirds. No angry blackbirds, no. You're doing all right. Angry blackbirds getting quite annoying now. Just sits outside in the back garden somewhere going, Jake, 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 Jake. We don't really have anything around it. We have a few different 
like small birds, like goldfinch and stuff, but nothing, nothing thought, much really. We thought we thought he'd gone, but he returned. Some something has brought blackbirds back. Outrage! No more leaks. We're, we're leak free at the moment, as well. So that's good. Yeah. Leak free. All the smart home stuff Whoa. is starting to slowly break, but that's all right. Great. I don't know. Like smart things, I think have broken all the presence sensor stuff. So, like using your mobile to have it determine when you're home or not, that seems to no longer work properly. And it's like it, it stopped working on Gnome's phone ages ago, but now it's uh, stopped working on mine. So none of the fancy stuff works anymore. And it's like, oh, that's quite irritating. You mean I've got to manually turn my security system on? Oh. You not just like make a one button thing for your phone or something where you just go and it just does just like a toggle. I probably could put a, make a widget that would do that. Yeah, um, probably could organize. I mean, you could. You, I mean, it, it's not that many button presses once you get into the app. But the problem is, is like all, all modern apps on phones take a little while to load. Right? They don't just. They're, they're, they're all such bloated pieces of crap now that like like even on like ridiculous phones they, they you boot them up and they, they sit there on a title screen for a little bit and just go yeah i'm, I'm loading this button <laughs> enjoy it you enjoying this logo and at which point you get a bit bored and go do something else <laughs> and don't actually do the thing you were doing it's like you've ruined their app now as well god damn it I'm not quite sure why they felt the need to update the Philips Hue app. No, because it made it ten times worse. I, well, I don't think it's. I don't think it's terrible, but there are some. Well, we, we've had a lot of issues with it. Like, for example, if you have multiple lights in a room and you want to adjust the brightness of just one light, it seems to not work and just adjust all of them. Oh, really? Oh, no, I'm not at that Which one. Is, it's kind just, of annoying. You just tap the individual light and yeah, we drag do that, the brightness. And then they all control. they all adjust anyway. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, this is very annoying. That sounds busted. They added a few more color recipes. Mm, lay. <laughs> right. But it, yeah, it, it generally seems to run a little bit slower. And, uh, yeah, the widgets are slower and all that stuff as well. The new skin they put on the buttons and things don't seem to be. It's not as nice. Weirdly more retro feeling rather than forward feeling. Forward feeling. Is that a thing? <laughs> that sounds like some weird bullshit corporate term that yeah. could exist, yes. <laughs> we need to introduce uh, a new forward feeling app. <laughs> Grand. Uh, I got into a new show because I never talked about the end of Evangelion in the end, which was weeks ago now, like when I ended up watching that. It sucks, by the way. <laughs> Like it's it's a really bad ending. Like I hate it. Like I don't. There aren't many shows where I, I like. Okay, you can have a disappointing ending to a TV show, right? Evangelion's just sucks. Like it's it, it's the bit where it goes like all as as it's supposed to, all mad, existential, and weird. And, yeah. But it's it's, and I get what it's trying to do, and I get why it's important to the to the anime scene and all that stuff. I understand all of that. I just think it's really badly done <laughs> and like appalling to follow and uh, just doesn't really make any sense. Like in the, in the, there's two endings, which doesn't help. So there's the original series version where it just sort of at one point just seems to stop and then goes off into, Oh, 
uh, spoiler alert, I suppose. Humanity's now all one amorphous blob, and like everyone's minds and souls are all together, and it's but for some reason Shinji is important still, which I don't quite understand why. Uh, but that just sort of happens, like somewhere between episodes twenty four and twenty five. That just starts and becomes a thing, and they don't really show that. And it's just like, all right, what's going on now? Why are we having this? Okay, that's weird. And then at the end of it, it's just sort of like he makes some vague decision, and then suddenly everyone's there clapping him. And it's like, and then it ends, and it's just like, what the hell just happened? That, that's how it ends. Uh, and then there's the the whole there's a movie ending as well where they turn those last two episodes into a full flown movie and change how the ending works and change how it all functions, which for the most part is pretty damn cool because it's like big fights and nastiness and deaths and bad stuff, and then and then the mad stuff at the end all happens again and it makes no bloody sense and it's just it just makes no sense. I mean. There's- it's the same comparison we always make because it's what we know but that is basically the exact same as Ra's of course because I, that's what they're riffing off but. Yeah, I know but I found that, uh, there's a way in how it's done right like Evangelion's just sort of like backloads all of that right so it's right at the end and so it's all a bit sudden and all a bit what's going on I don't understand blah, blah, blah. Ra's Ephron is dense but I feel like it spreads out its weirdness in a more I mean the 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 actual everything going to shit weirdness is only like the last two episodes, really. And there's not that much indication that it's going to go as badly as it does until those last two episodes. Sure. I just, I, found, I think I found it more followable, I guess. More enjoyable. A more enjoyable ride. Well, it doesn't... There comes a point in Evangelion where you're just like, like I have no idea. Why is this... Why is there multiple cross things coming out of this eyeball? Yeah, I mean, like, that that goes a bit more like you know, visual symbolism weirdness yeah. rather than rather where it's a bit more just like, here's a scene that's clearly happening in this guy's mind and here's what's actually going on outside. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a bit more obvious. Here's, here's, a, here's a bit where the end of Evangelion shows an audience watching, a, I think was the end of this anime series and them sort of being all boo. It's like, it's really weird. Like, just like, where does, where does this live action footage fit in anyway? It doesn't... At least it didn't end in another three-minute segment of two characters just looking at each other while cicadas <laughs> play in the background. I don't know, that might have improved it. Maybe, yeah. Such a weird thing. In the meantime, I have since watched The Way of the House Husband. Okay. Which is hilarious. Uh, I, I highly recommend you check that out on Netflix. Like, It's five really short episodes, uh, and it's basically a tiny little comic book it, like it's not it's barely an anime like it's 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 more of a motion comic um i, I guess the equivalent of a visual novel i suppose on the screen but it's um uh yeah it's about it, it's a little bit it reminds me there's a lot of yakuza in this right so he's a, he's an ex yakuza like big player i suppose a bit like kiryu and uh but he's he want, he's basically settled down because he doesn't make enough money but his wife does so he's become a house husband and uh takes everything far too seriously and it's actually pretty goddamn funny highly recommend very short get it done get it done uh and then also bna this is my new favorite thing uh it's about animal people people that turn into animals and then they have fights and stuff japanese animals (laughs) yeah basically yeah (laughs) and it's actually really good (laughs) recommend 
catchy theme tune. Well, I mean, that's not difficult. No, that's just anime standard. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice lunchtime viewing. It's pretty funny. Also, I mean, there's bears that play baseball, you know. Do they make the... Is it is it meant to be a deliberate, obvious reference to, you know, the actual baseball team? The bears? Yeah. What, and that they suck? <laughs> well, or any direct reference to the fact that they're just that team. I don't, I, I'm not 100% sure. No, I don't, I don't think they are. I think they're just supposed to be, like, lazy bears. <laughs> that's the... But that's got my interest right now. It's only one season of that, and it's a Netflix original, so who knows if they'll make more of it. Mm. Netflix seem kind of bad at like, picking up a show and then only giving us the start of it. Like I'm still waiting for season three of Food Wars, damn it, and it's like that, se- that show is over, <laughs> but Netflix haven't got all the seasons. Bah. No new anime? No. No, still not watching anything. You don't really dip into that side, do you, Kips? No, I'm not really into that sort of stuff. What? I don't really watch TV in general, though. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really watch any shows. Do we need to do the standard British thing and be all like footy, 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 tennis, tennis, footy? I haven't even been watching the football. (laughs) I mean... I mean, England were pretty good. Yeah, I last, know. Last two games. Now I feel good. like I need to watch it, and then they'll probably fail. <laughs> but, you know. They were awful during qualifiers. I thought they were... I mean, there was typical England, right? Full back to defence. Be all boring. This is me talking about football. I never watch football. Yeah. Like, until it's an international. But it's like, like England are boring to watch, generally. <laughs> and it's... They, the, the qualifiers they just looked so ropey and there was that the, like the game against Scotland that was supposed to be a big yeah, deal was and was just the worst like terrible terrible football and then you get England v Germany and England v Ukraine and yeah okay we walked Ukraine a little bit but they were entertaining games this is what I like to see it's like, it's like they were a different team it's like I was watching someone else not just because they were winning, like only like <laughs> like like even the f- first half of England Germany where it was nil nil, it was just like they looked like a completely different side. And given who's left, was it Italy, Denmark, and Spain? Yeah. Is it coming home? No. <laughs> <laughs> Italy and Spain are clearly going to be better than us because they always are. It's, it's the Spanish. Uh, Italy it's the, nearly lost to. Yeah, Italy Spain, nearly lost. <laughs> It's the Spaniards I'm worried about. I think they're the... That wasn't Sweden, it was Austria, wasn't it? The thing about... Cause, I mean, I haven't been watching this, so again, I haven't been paying attention. Also, I probably haven't been paying attention for like the last two tournaments, probably. But like, Italy especially, it, like I don't know shit about how they work now, because like back in the sort of mid-2000s, all their old players were aging out mm. so it's like by this point Italy might as well be a completely different team <laughs> that is time it was just weird because Italy did seem to be a team that had like a lot of really old players who were clinging on but they were still good for a long time I feel like that's the case with a lot of teams at the moment like they've all moved on to fresh people most of them there's no way with like international teams in general they always seem to hold on to the old boys generally yeah like way longer than perhaps they should like is portuguese ronaldo still good 
Yeah, he's still playing. No, I knew he was still playing, but is he still good? <laughs> he scored a lot of goals, didn't he, already? Well, before they got knocked out. I mean, I was vaguely surprised not to see them make the make the semis. It's Portugal, man. They're always good. You know, they're, they're, they rely too much on Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, definitely. You can't trust someone with one name. <laughs> Unless you play for Brazil. Still can't trust someone who plays for one name. <laughs> I think that's even more of a lesson that you can't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. I've padded out this random section. News! Because there's not a lot of it. News! What's going on in news? Got any news? No. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> there was a Steam sale. There is a Steam sale happening, yeah. The summer sale is on. Pretty rubbish as usual. I mean, it's just that it's less interesting since they stopped doing the whole daily deal thing, right? You check in once and be all like, yeah. Well, there's yeah. that, and the deals just aren't as good as they used to be either. See, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. You, you might be right. I, they don't feel quite so dramatic. But maybe that was just because of the daily deal effect. Right? You look at it, yeah, and maybe, the daily deal it, comes up, and you think, ooh. But it used to be like the Steam sale would be like the cheapest time to get games, right? But now sales happen every week or whatever, pretty much. And whenever a game comes on sale, it's the same price as what it is in the Steam sale. So it doesn't really matter when you get it anymore. Yeah, I see what you mean. The big sale doesn't mean you're getting like the best bargain. It's just the, yeah. the regular bargain at like at everything's on sale. Pretty much. And also yeah. like because because in most cases they I'm sure it's I'm sure it's set on the back end by the developers, but it's just like the percentage discount goes up over time and it's not related to the sale. It's just whenever a sale comes up, maybe the percentage has got slightly better this time. So it's just like you're mm. always just waiting to see if it's going to go slightly further. Mm. Yeah. I would say Team Sonic Racing might now be at the point where it's uh, <laughs> attempting by. Potentially. But then very little is attempting by since Game Pass came along. Well, for you, yes. Yeah, it's 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 tricky because it's kind of broken me in that regard. I don't, I don't... I mean, it's great, don't get me wrong, but I don't feel like I have to really get... This is one of the reasons, I guess, I don't get hyped for stuff like as much as I used to because it's just... Well, it's fine. I can wait. It'll turn up on Game Pass. <laughs> Probably. Well, part of it as well is just that games are just too expensive in general now. <laughs> well, yeah. For me... Like, if I want to buy a new game on, like, the new Battlefield on Xbox is, like, 70 quid or something. Yeah. It's like, I'm not paying that. Wow, is there not even a... Is that, is that the standard That's the regular version? version. Yeah. Games are just going to be 70 quid now. That's what's happening. <laughs> Oof. Then, I mean, I mean, Wait, 70 pounds, though, because that's not... Like, I know the $70 thing was coming in, and we were sort of hovering around 55 in general, weren't yeah. we, for new releases? Even well, it, might, it might be 65, I might be wrong, but it's it's sixty. It's either 65 or 70, it's something crazy like that. Ugh. And I'm still not I'm still yeah. not on board with, like, you know, Nintendo games being 50 quid. No. <laughs> yeah. There is, de- there is yeah, yeah, Nintendo games in general have very short, like, lifespan, don't they? Like, like Nintendo the golf especially, game yeah. has very little content, really. The vo- yeah, the vast majority of them are skewed in the wrong direction. Like, yeah, like, we, we had a rant about Mario Party Superstars. Last at the E3 thing because it's mm. just like, is it no, is five it? boards? Yeah, of what, you're you're recapping like a ton of old Mario Party games, and you decide to bring one Mario Party games worth of content. 
it's yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense. How amazing it? could that thing have been? Have they just bundled not not necessarily everything, but like a, a like a large segment of it together? I feel like Nintendo just value their own stuff way too highly. Like I, I feel get, like they think their stuff's worth a lot more than that actually is. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's the. I mean, they kind of can. They've got the monopoly on it, and their, of quali- they can, and their yeah. quality level is a lot higher than most developers in general. But it's just in con- contrast to everything else. It's like paying for five old boards that have been around for what fifteen years at this point, if not longer. Oh, way longer. Yeah, no, no, yeah, fifteen, no. twenty years, something like that. I think one of the boards in that was, or a couple of them were at least from Mario Parties one and two. Yep. So, like, what we're talking twenty years at this point? Are we getting on for that? Okay, must be getting close to twenty years. Twenty years of Mario Party, guys. <laughs> Don't tell Jibot. <laughs> yeah, I've never really. That, that's what's put me off buying a Switch. Really, I've, I've been thinking about it for a while. You know, every now and then, like, oh, should I get a Switch? Should I get not? And then you just look at the games. It's just like well, no. I'm not paying fifty quid every time I want to play. I mean, games, especially when they're like two-year-old games and stuff. I mean, like you that. don't have to. Like the second-hand market does exist for if you want the physical copies, and it's but they still hold their value. Though. That's they, the they, stupid thing. They do hold them reasonably well, yeah. Especially if you're going in for the first parties, and that's why you want to switch it, really, isn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> there's not much else apart from indie games. Yeah, to them. But good luck finding anything on Nintendo Store either. <laughs> Then one ain't great over. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that before the cast, weren't we? About PlayStation Store being somewhat unusable. That's awful. Uh, there's there's things about PlayStation Store that always confuse me. Like, so if you're a player trying to claim a PS Plus game, like I don't know what the rules are. Like, like it make, they make it sound like some games you have to download that month, while others you just say will be get and add to my library mm. uh, and then they'll it will just add to your PS Plus, Plus library and you can pick it up whenever you want and it's like is that a thing? I, like, is that is that actually how they work? But like why if that's not how they work why would they make the buttons do that? <laughs> and it's like yeah because it, it, in fairness it mildly bothers me sometimes about the whole Xbox Xbox does this as well right? So like um, but every option is the same so if you add a game to your games with gold for instance it will just start downloading it immediately and it's like no 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 that's not what i meant i just yeah. wanted to just wanted to add it to the library um and there's no way to turn that off as far as i can tell um but yeah on playstation there is an add to library option half the time and and uh but it's half the time why why is that i, I don't understand and some of the time that just doesn't even bloody work there's definitely been times where it's like I've clicked the add to library button and it's taken me to a page and it says, no, pay for this. And it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not what your button said you were going to do. Mm. It's messy. Yeah. It feels like in general, like Sony have kind of dropped the ball on the like software side of a lot of stuff on PlayStation. Like the, the PS5 UI is kind of weird in general. Yeah, I've not not got one, so I've not really used it all that much. It's like it's. It seems like they just changed it because they can, not because it's actually better. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about all those like live cards and things like that. That that engine. I mean, some some of the ideas of that stuff's kind of interesting, but it, it's not helpful all the time. And um, it it makes getting to stuff you actually want harder. Um, like they've even changed how you turn off the system and stuff and like basic stuff like that they've just made it worse it's like why have they done that i did hear about that one the whole turn off thing because it's if anything it's like it 
the PS4 does that better than Xbox still. It's like, yeah, okay, Xbox only has the turn off option, doesn't it, when you hold down the button? Uh, you can do all sorts. You can restart, you can whatever, but... Well, there's three there's three options that appear, isn't there, when you do the standard hold down the X button. Mm-hmm. and uh, But, like, hold down the... That, that sort of sidebar menu that the PlayStation has, it's like, yeah, it's fairly dense, so it's not very nice looking, yeah. but there's a lot of very useful quick options there. Um, to be like checking in on controllers, like like and and stuff like that. Like PS4's controller management is way better than Xbox. It's like Xbox is all like, oh, it's magic and 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 uh, automatic and stuff. It's like, no, no, no. I want to actually turn this. Co- I want to assign this controller to this person and get all that sorted out. And it's like, like some dark art to that. Whereas I've never it, had an issue with that though, with it assigning to people and stuff. But it's just piece it piss easy to like change it all on PS4. It's like they they make that process yeah. quite simple. Or to just check in on your controller, or to just manually turn that controller off, like without having mm-hmm. to take. I suppose you do it on Xbox by taking a battery out, right? For because <laughs> you can. Um, but yeah, little things, little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like they're just dropping the ball with the software side lately, and not really, not really sorting it out quick enough. Although you could argue PS5 has had more PS5 games. That are you know exclusive yeah. PS5 well, it has, games. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think their games. You know, like Some would argue talk... they're not exactly the best games either, though. Well, if you want, if you want to talk software, I think Sony are on top of their game at the moment. I do think the stuff they've been putting out for a while now has been properly decent. Like you know, when God of the next God of War comes out, I'm there. That last one was fantastic. Um, yeah, but then you got the. They got the fact that they were lying about all these games and saying they're a PS5 only when they're not. They're coming out on PS4 as well and sure. stuff like that. I mean, I think it's they're a doing a lot studio, of lying. <laughs> I think it's a studio-driven decision, some of that. But it's uh, yeah, because God of War Two, you're right, is is coming out on PS4 as well as Five. So well, they, they all are now, aren't they? All their games they've announced to PS4 now. Oh, really? GT, Grand Grand Turismo is um, Horizon. The new Horizon is. I didn't know about GT. God of War That's is. interesting. Yeah, they, they basically lied about them all, saying they're not coming out on PS4, and then now, the, now they all are. <laughs> I guess they wanted PS5 to sell, but now they've got the problem that they can't sell because there's not exactly. there, aren't, there aren't too many of them. <laughs> that's the th- that's what I think. Yeah, that they're like backtracking because they they can't physically sell enough PS5s. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, maybe maybe Microsoft knew something. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 no, we shouldn't sound too fanboyish, but you're right. It's a bit no, it's a bit. Uh, it's a bit odd to sort of double back on that a little bit. I mean, it's better in a way, but the games aren't going to yeah. necessarily take advantage of new tech, and that's what everyone. No, that's ev- what that's people what are wants. annoyed about. Yeah, there's this, that side of it, and it's also like why, why even say that in the first place? Because they, they can't, they don't just make these decisions within like a few weeks of you know of saying that they're now going to be on PS4 as well, do they? They they know about it because they have to develop it with that in mind. So why didn't they just say it at the start? Yeah, true. I mean, it's so late in the day for those games that it's like, it's like, can this run on a PS4? Yeah, it can. Isn't really a conversation that just happens. <laughs> yeah. it, it almost seems like they didn't do it on purpose to get people to buy into the next gen stuff. Yeah, and then when it all bottomed out. By the way, it kind of backfired a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's not their fault. It's the Suez Canal's fault in part. <laughs> <laughs> 
not Boaty McBoatface. I forgot what it was even called. It was one of the Evergreens, wasn't it? Like, ever something. Yes. Ever stuck. Uh, but I don't think that was even the main problem. There was just a, there's just a whole bunch of other shitty issues going on at the moment. Yeah, there's a whole load of silicon shortage going on, which has even affected, you know, my company and things like that I work for. It's like we, we're finding it harder and harder to get hold of certain components for things. So it's... Uh, not just the big boys. I don't think that's ever going to change, though, because of just how much demand there is for stuff now. Maybe. As well. It's, Maybe. Not, it's not just a shortage. It's just that everyone wants it. Yeah. There's not enough manufacturing plants to keep up. And all of that. There's a whole load of stuff. And politics. Let's not go yeah, down that road. No doubt. <laughs> Let's not do that. China don't care. Uh, other news. Actual Sony news. Let's do that. Let's get that done. So we can talk about all the demos that we played. Yep. Uh, Sony has not closed. This is this is old news, by the way. We missed this because we reported ages ago that Sony were shutting down the PlayStation Three uh, and PS Vita stores, and I believe the PSP store had closed a long, long time ago. But they are for some reason reverting that and being like, "Hey, the PlayStation Three store is still alive. The PlayStation Vita store is still alive, and you can buy PSP games." For your PSP via the PS3 store, and that will somehow still work. Like I don't even know how that transfer functions. Like if the PSP can't get to the PSP store, how does it get hold of the games to put on your PSP? Well, I guess it's because you can't, but you have to. You can play PSP games on your Vita. Oh, I see. I guess. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't realize the Vita was actually back compatible like that. Yeah, you can you can play PSP games on it, from what I remember. So Patapon lives. <laughs> yes, I am calling that game out. That game was good. Uh, so yeah, that's the thing. Uh, and studio purchases, I guess in response to Microsoft buying up the studios they usually work with, Sony are buying up the studios they usually work with. So Housemark, long time pretty much PlayStation exclusive developer recently put out Eternal sorry not Eternal, Returnal uh, most famous I suppose for Super Stardust back in the PS3 days but they also made that rad platformer Outlast Outlast? Out- Is it? No it's not Outlast it's Outcast or something Outlander, there we go, <laughs> got there Outland now I've got there Outland the red blue sort yes. of Ikaraga platformer thing that was really cool. Uh, that's yeah, that's them. They're a cool developer. Uh, yeah, they're now owned by Sony. As are Bluepoint, who seem to be the best remake company on the planet right now. Having done was it they did Shadows of the Colossus? They recently put out that Demon Souls remake. I think they did announce what they're working on next, and I can't remember what that is. I don't um, think it's official, but there's rumours they're doing Metal Gear as well, isn't there? <laughs> yes, I did hear that. <laughs> like the first, the first Metal Gear remade would be something. I imagine it'd more, more likely be Metal Gear Solid, but <laughs> oh, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, not like the MSX Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that would be something. <laughs> that would be something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, there, there is that that game that's currently coming out that's just a spoof of MSX Metal Gear 
where it's just it's the same you know weird graphical pixel art style and it, but it like plays it for laughs it's got hmm. you know stupid dumb jokes about how ridiculous it is to hide in a box and whatnot <laughs> but yeah someone is making that didn't they make a joke about that in um yeah the new death stranding trailer as well death stranding director's cut it just, just randomly jumps in a box I can't even remember. A bit of me thinks that scene might have in, been in the game, something like the original somewhere, and they were just like, this, "We're using this scene to show off the new PS5 Maybe. renderer." I can't really remember. I don't remember that bit. But that, I mean, that's that's the a problem where I have with Death Stranding. Can't really remember it all that well. <laughs> there isn't really anything to remember, is there? <laughs> it's just I mean, walk around, deliver some stuff, and then Heartman passes out. Yeah. And and also the name Die Hardman, Die Hard Man, and they can't figure out how to. They basically can't remember how to say anyone's names, right? That's that's the funniest thing about that whole game. Like some people call him Hartman, some people call him Hartman, Die Hardman, Die Hardman, Fragile, Fragile, and yeah, Fragile, and all, all the different pronunciations of that, often said by the same character herself a lot of the time. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's 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 hilarious. <laughs> I think the only one that's fairly standard is Sam Porter Bridges. Mm. Sam Porter Bridges. Which is in itself actually quite fun to say. Sam Porter Bridges. That game is weird. That game is properly weird. Why does it go back to World War Two and stuff as well? That was bizarre. Because just because of that character that was because he was because he was a soldier but yeah the, the timeline for that doesn't even work out anyway because no like, it doesn't because like he was a soldier and not in world war Two, but not in world war Two. <laughs> so his like spirit self was kind of taken back there or he thought he just wanted to be in that sort of fight the whole time or he used that in order to get your attention so he could find bb i don't that was the kind of the side of the game that from the trailers I was like kind of like, like interested mm, in. Yeah, and then it was just a bit of a side thing that was kind of random, really. Yeah, it didn't really fit in. Although, hell, Mads Mikkelsen. If you need any excuse to get Mads Mikkelsen in your game, take it. Mm-hmm. He's badass. Uh, that's all I've got for news, really. It's like nothing happening. No. The EA still haven't done their e- <laughs> haven't done their thing. No. No, that's in July, isn't it? Yeah, well well we're in July now, but it's it's still I think it's end of July. Yeah, it's like, like twenty something. Yeah. Quite some delay. And Sony still haven't done a thing. No. Not even a state of play, just like weirdly mistimed. Like like just Well, the Horizon one was beforehand and that was the closest. That's the closest thing, but I don't necessarily consider a one game dive getting involved in the no. spirit of things. No. I think they said there was going to be one in July, right? But I think they delayed it to August or something now. Hmm. Maybe I can't remember exactly, but they no, they had something planned. No, I didn't. I didn't hear any of that. But I guess they've got the flexibility, given that they're not officially part of E three or Summer Games Fest or any of those things. They can just do whatever they want when they want. I don't know if I should be interested in Metroid Dread or not. I keep thinking about it because it's like I like I, mean, I like me some Metroid. Yeah, but... why not? Yeah, my problem I, is that I, I think... kind of like now. Do I need to go and play Fusion because <laughs> that is the yeah. one I have played, and it's canonically timeline. This is the next game after that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't finish Fusion. I got some way through it, and yeah, never. Well, 
partly because of the form factor. Yeah. Like, you know, why, why play it on a GBA when I could have played it on some other device? Which I guess we could have once you turned up with your Game Boy Player for GameCube. <laughs> Technically, yes. I don't know, though. I'm kind of a bit off with 2D Metroid after playing Samus Returns. Oh, did you play that? What, the, um, uh, the, the remake? remake. Yeah, I was. I don't know, I just felt a bit off. I, don't, I wasn't overly... I, I, I much preferred Super Metroid. Yeah, Super Metroid's a classic, but... I feel like that might have been a problem of the 3DS control scheme as well, really, because... Oh, yeah, the controls were not, not the easiest thing to... A- anytime to you have to use <laughs> the shoulder buttons on a 3DS, <laughs> yeah. it's just not going to go well. I mean... But it had it had, like, stupid things, like, really annoying boss fights and... I mean, it always has boss fights, but I mean, the, the boss fights they did did have were just really annoying and not fun. I mean, they were quite irritating in Super Metroid. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they're all right in Super Metroid, though. It's just shoot some stuff and avoid bullets or whatever. But in, <laughs> Not in always. They like, had a bit of a trick, didn't they? I, I don't, well, like shoot him in the mouth for one of them was a trick, wasn't it? But it still was just shoot him. Yeah. To a point. It's all shooting really, with a certain weapon. Shoot him and... <laughs> But yeah, like in in um in Samus Returns, you had that annoying boss where you had to roll up in a ball and jump on him and attach to him and then bomb certain sections when they lined up and all this kind of stuff. It was just very, very irritating because it was just luck whether they lined up half the time hmm. and stuff like that. It's just it's bad, bad boss, awful boss. <laughs> and that kind of kind of soured me on the whole thing, really. Boss design is hard though, right? Like I think those are the moments that I in in a lot of modern games where I think like, ugh, this was... I know they're supposed to be a challenging moment, but most of the time they're challenging in a bad way. Like, just... Yeah, that's that's what this was. It it wasn't challenging because it was hard. It was challenging because it was just annoying having to get it to go exactly how you wanted it to with, like, lining stuff up and... That does sound fairly annoying. Yeah. And the timing of it was so, was so like, thin between getting it lined up and placing the bomb so it exploded at the right time. It was just, mm. it was just annoying. In fact, it's both stuff involving the was it the ball bombs. Kind of annoying in Metroid. Especially the ones where you have to jump. Yeah. I think they made that less annoying in Prime somehow. Well you don't really <laughs> have to do it in the in the in Samus Returns, I don't think. The, the ball bomb jumping. Or the, or the ball bomb double jump thing. That was that was always the worst. But yeah, I don't know if I should be I mean, I hope it's good. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure it'll, it'll be, be sixty quid. Yeah, that is the problem. Which is like slightly galling in the face of Metroid Prime Four is supposed to be coming at some point, and I'm like, that's the proper Metroid. I'm waiting for. I said, proper Metroid. It's, I mean, it's not. It's the offshoot Metroid. Yeah, but it's the one I'm really interested in. Where are you at? Where are you at? And we still have to get, you know, have to get Zelda. <laughs> if you're going to allot your monetary value towards Nintendo products in the future, Zelda's coming first, I guess, at this point. I mean, well, that's not coming for another year, is it? Yeah. No. Uh, and also, you know, little slightly concerned, you know, that it's sort of too much of a rehash of what they had before. There's, there's those worries. Well, yeah, but we don't really know anything. We yet. don't know anything. Yeah, that's, that's... <laughs> we still know more than Metroid Prime Four. Though. <laughs> This is true. Hell, we know more about Splatoon 3 than we know about Metroid Prime 4. Yep. And if ever there was a... I know we were just talking about like 
Nintendo tax. If ever there's a game that's just take my money, though, it's Splatoon and Smash Brothers. <laughs> it's just... Well, but you definitely get better value out of Smash Brothers. Yeah. I don't know, I thought you get decent value. The amount I play Splatoon, I get my money's worth. Well, it. sure. It's not a bad buy for me. I love that thing. Yeah, it's when you compare it to their other stuff, like Mario Pie. Like that, that, was it Super Mario Pie? That game was not good. <laughs> I mean, the mini games were all right, but that's the thing they always get right, isn't it? Like the, the mini games are fine, and then they somehow managed to board the boards up in recent ones. But it's like when you compare those two, and it's like they're the same price. It's like it's no yeah, con- yeah, contest, yeah. is it? It's, it's, it's really difficult. It's really difficult to justify. But I guess they must sell, right? It's like that's the, that's the only reason we haven't had a Mario Kart nine at this point. Like the same, in a weird way, the same basic principle. Excuse me. Well, ah, mm, something going on in my throat there for a second. It's the same basic thing applies, right? There is um, Mario Kart eight is uh, not a huge amount of content, and Mario Kart eight deluxe at least throws in all the DLC from the um, from the original Mario Kart eight and a few a few more things. But it's not a huge... That's a fair bit, right? It adds like another 16 tracks or something. Yeah, that's it? what I mean. The, deal, the, the, the DLC portion was, was not insignificant. It was a... Even if you had Mario Kart 8 and then bought the DLC like I did, it's like it was um It was a good value proposition back then. Um, But there's still something about it, right? It's still just... I don't know. It, it feel, it, it's something about Mario Kart, especially even now, where it just feels like this shouldn't still be a £60 game. It's hard. It's hard. Well, I mean, that game itself is like nearly eight years old, is it? <laughs> Probably. God, how, yeah, how old is it? It is properly ancient now. Is it, I wonder if this is the biggest gap in Mario Kart. Hmm. Yeah, it must yeah, be. It must might be. Because there was the... I guess the, the gap between the N64 and GameCube was reasonable. But didn't they release a DS one in between or 3 Oh, they might have done, yeah. Oh, or the GBA one as well was, might have been slotted in there somewhere. Super Circuit. Yeah, this might be the longest drought in Mario Kart for a long time, and, unless you count Mario Kart like the the, the no, what was it AR thing or Mario Kart <laughs> right. Tour on mobile. Yeah, which I'm not sure I do. No, no. <laughs> Even though it seems like Mario Kart Tour gets a ton of, <laughs> a ton of updates. And for more things for you to spend real money on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's news. There's a, there's a couple of extra news bits that I found that I've found out about this week. Nothing interesting, but <laughs> some new 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 game announcements and stuff. Um there's a fourth game apparently in development for the Dark Pictures series, that weird like horror yeah, series. Have you played any of those? I've not. I played um, the the one they made on PS4 before they started that. No, what man of? Oh, uh, what was that called? The one with like what's her face from Heroes in it, Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that was I, quite good. I've I've played a chunk of that. I never finished it. Again, well, no, I didn't, I didn't I was, finish it either. But I was it playing was quite it good from what I did play. It was good fun to play as a group. That one, because yeah, that's how, how how we were doing it. it was, there was a group of us in a room all making dumb decisions. Yeah, it was pretty pretty good. I enjoyed that. But yeah, I haven't played any of the new ones, but they look decent. Like the first one didn't look that great, but apparently the second one was pretty good. Like okay, not not amazing, but okay. I think that's the problem. All of these have had these dark pictures that they're a little bit 
run of the mill in terms of their actual story content. Mm. But then I suppose you could argue that about whatever that first one was. It was just bigger. Like, yeah. like it's a by the numbers slasher, but but well made. Yeah. Yeah. More, they're good more. at what they do, but they're not amazing. Yeah. They found their niche, I think. Yeah, probably. And they uh, stuck, yeah, apparently they stuck the to their plan one. is the most interesting thing, right? Like, like they came out all like like oh we're going to do this anthology we're going to make all these games and they're going to be smaller and they're going to be in a sort of collection at the end of it and it's like there's a, there's always a, they said there was going to be three but apparently yeah now they're doing yeah more, but. well there's always a certain element when someone announces that like over a little bit oh we're going to make this sort of episodic thing but it's not really episodic they're all sort of separate and there's a sort of like yeah let's see how that first game does and then <laughs> and then and then maybe you'll revert that idea hmm but no, fair, fair play, it's sticking to it. Yeah, so apparently they're making a fourth one called The Devil in Me. I don't, I can't even remember what the third one's called. So. Nope, I can't remember what any of them are called except for the first, <laughs> except for the first one. Yeah, the first one was Man of Medan, right? Yes, because I played that demo. But yes, and I remember that. Uh, but yeah, no, not not really on my radar that stuff. No, um, another game that got announced, a really. Um, there's a there's a quite a big YouTuber who does Marvel Run videos. I don't right, know if yeah. um, any of you are familiar with those. I mean, I, he I, does like Marvel Olympics and yep. stuff like that, which is pretty funny. Can't escape it. Um, it's already always there on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. So I've, apparently, I've, he's, I've never he, seen. I mean, I saw like a company do like an ad based off that sort of stuff. I think like well, it was like a. Oh, he did ads for someone. Yeah, I remember that. They were doing like Marvel races or something. But yeah, he, he he helped with those ads, and yeah, he's got a massive YouTuber. He does Marble Olympics and stuff like that. But yeah, apparently he's working on a game with I don't know who, but called Marble League the game. Surprisingly <laughs> enough. All right. So that'll be, What's his contribution? Is he is he like the physics program? Like he knows so well how Marble physics works. He's going to Maybe, convert yeah. it into a video game. He's probably the track designer. Oh yeah, that too, I guess. Yeah, probably a bit of that, and also just the general. Idea up of how he does <laughs> does these Olympics and whatever. Yeah, uh, how do you how do you make and a game of that? System? Mostly passive experience. Is it is it salty bet? Like, well, you could. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could make it not passive. And just make it just like weird micro machines, except you're all marbles. <laughs> I guess, but that wouldn't really. <laughs> do you remember that? Because there's that marble game that's you can do with Twitch, right? Where um, oh right, the people um, from Twitch just put their name on, say the they want to be in it. Yeah, yeah. And then it just runs the the marble race, and whoever wins or whatever. Yeah, I could see it being like a version of that. I guess just oh, like it's man. not really a game as much as it's just like a social interface almost. Im- yeah. Imagine the ray tracing tech. Oh my god! If there's anything that could I mean, be you could made make one be- look really good, couldn't you? If yeah. there's anything that could be made beautiful, it's light shining through a goddamn marble. <laughs> Classic it's like that Lego game that came oh my, out. That yeah, I mean, we should, we should probably yeah. talk about that. You see, like Lego Builder's Journey is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. like, yeah. I look, I, I look, I watched the Digital Foundry about that because that that looks rad. Like, I don't know, the gameplay looks pretty simple, but it's like, man, what a great looking game. Like for nailing its aesthetic and just uh, mm-hmm. just doubling down on it and then making something look, you know, yeah, a hundred percent getting it right. And then just because they could, layering on so much ray tracing tech. <laughs> I, I kind of want to play that. And it, 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 actually, in fairness to it, it looks great without the ray tracing. But mm-hmm. yeah, what a, what a good looking thing. 
But although I'm, I'm really, I don't know how that gameplay even works. It looks like you just seem to have to move footboards, and you, wherever the if the footboard's near enough to your character, he then jumps to it. And it's like how you attach that in the environment. So I'm not quite, I'm not 100 percent sure how it even works, but but it looks cool. Was that a shadow drop? Yeah. Like, did we know they were making that? Like, just sort of seemed to suddenly. It turn was a mobile off. game, wasn't it? Before. Oh, was it? I think. I don't know. First I've ever heard of it was. was I don't know if it went. might have been part of Apple Arcade or something like that. Hmm. Uh, maybe. Where games go to die, I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't know how that's going to work, but it might be kind of interesting. Do you remember that? Like, was it early three sixty live arcade game? Where, that were you a Marvel? You mean any of the Marvel games? There's more than one for sure. But yes, there was one in particular that everyone had because it was like one yeah. of the early live arcade games. Yeah, what's like, that called? I can't remember. It, was, it, was, <laughs> it had some generic aspect. See, I want to say Marvel Madness, but like it's not. Like Marvel World or something. <laughs> yeah. It's along those lines. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's clearly not Marvel Madness, but it's all I can... It's the only thing in my head, like... I'm surprised, yeah. Marble Blast, maybe? Oh, oh yeah, Marble, Marble Blast, Blast Ultra. Yeah. I think that might have been it, yeah. Or Ultra Marble Blast. It felt like... The- I mean, I guess it's not the case any longer. Maybe, the, maybe that was the last time. It, but it felt like that was one of the like standard console launch games. In the same way as you'd get like the racing game to see how the cars look. It's like you have to have the Marvel game to see how well people can run them circles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't all that technically no. impressive that game, but it did have online and some kind of like marble battles and things like that. They, they there was a reasonable amount to that thing. And I guess it all had to fit under 32 meg because of the, or whatever the old requirement was. Yeah, weird thing. Marble Blast. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it being, um, yeah. it went, being one of those games that has a soundtrack that has far too many like stock samples in it that yep. you're just like, oh, I recognize that. Oh, I recognize that. <laughs> a little bit like a. Was it Wave Race on? The, the, the more I look back at it, Wave Race on the GameCube that, that had the same problem. A lot of its music was just like standard ass. The most standard stock sample was like chucked together. Not a bad thing. I mean, I, I'm not, not going to badmouth things that do that because hey, the Bastion soundtrack is one of the best that one of the best game soundtracks ever. But it's just like that's kind of Garage Band. It's just Garage Band sound effects. <laughs> Went on Darren. Congrats. No, I'm not, I'm not, knocking, I'm not knocking it. He really did a good job, but still. Uh, any more for any more? Well, there's the tiny news that came out sort of parallel to the last Smash Brothers. Not last. Last Smash Brothers character, chronologically. Kazuya, <laughs> he happened. And then in the hmm. in the presentation they of course did their pack of me fighters but this was the time for the final round of all the characters you wanted getting deconfirmed before the last last character mm. so if you were hoping to get dante shante or dragonborn no <laughs> they're me's oh i got confused by what you, who you meant when you said dante and shante together so oh right yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> two characters with coincidentally the same sounding day yeah but no you're not going to get them as real characters 
I don't know if anyone was really hoping for Dragonborn, but <laughs> might as well get that in there as well. I mean, after Fighters came out, there was kind of a call for like, oh, maybe Goku should be in Smash. Yeah, but that's not an old argument that they don't, that, you know, you can't have, if it's not an originally video game character, no, then you get, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it gets a much lower priority. Yeah, he's an anime character. It's not a celebration of video games if you start pulling in anime. The current theory seems to be that the last character is going to be a Japanese-oriented character, though. Fire Emblem. So we're not going to be... Probably <laughs> not Fire Emblem. <laughs> I mean, I really hope not. That would be such a terrible... I mean, it's got to be something big, right? It's got to be either big or obscure. Yeah. Like, really <laughs> Although, to be obscure. honest, even if it's big from Japan, it'll probably be obscure to us. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Hatsune Miku. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket Knight. It's kind of a bit weird, isn't it? That'd be, that'd be an interesting one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what is actually going to happen with that. Something from Battle Arena Toshinden. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of hoping not another fighting game character also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want a regular Smash character. Klonoa. Nah, that's too popular in the West to hmm. be the Japanese choice. Crash Bandicoot, yeah, not not really no. Japanese. But... <laughs> Kiryu. <laughs> Kiryu. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would be so funny, especially if he has a move where he just suddenly looks at the camera and goes, Odewa. <laughs> like, like from Yakuza 3. <laughs> or maybe it would be um, uh, Ichiban. Yeah. Yeah. I also kind of just don't want a dude. Yeah. <laughs> no fighting game characters, no fire characters, no swords, no dudes. <laughs> Give me something weird. I mean, they, they, they're reasonable rules. <laughs> Maybe it's the bad guy from Metroid Prime 4. I don't know. Oh, Titans. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird. Not actually make Linkle. I don't know. I, um, that is the one other way that it could go is to be, like, one more character from one of the already existing franchises. Just to... I mean... It's not going to happen, but everyone would lose their shit if it turned out to be Waluigi out there, right Oh, my end. God. I mean, that's <laughs> the obvious easy win, yeah. right, isn't it? But, but they, every indication is that they're not going to do that. No. I believe he's not in it already. I, know, he, I mean, he is, but he's an assist. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... Uh, which is, you know, what's wild, everyone. It's like, he's a... Where's, where's the Waluigi love? Almost everyone else is there from the canon, just not Waluigi. I don't know if you can say almost everyone else, but they did put in the piranha plant. That's the, they the piranha that plant. is the argument. Yeah, the that's classic argument. One. I mean, Waluigi's more mainstream than, I don't know, if they throw in King Boo or something like that, then, which is a surprise, you know, in a weird way. Like, there's no Boo action in the game at all, is there? Um, no. <laughs> no. I guess. <laughs> Apart from possibly a spirit, I bet there is. Oh, yeah, probably several. Yeah, there'll be a billion of them. But there's no, yeah. I mean, dry bones. <laughs> like people in like Koopa Troopa. Yeah, I guess. Birdo, where's me Birdo? Well, at? Toad was the other classic. Like, but he, he doesn't make sense as a fighting character. But <laughs> well, no, and he's sort of already part of Peach, which is somewhat awkward. 
Although kind of unnecessarily. I yeah. don't, like, I never understood why they added him to her throne. Because he's not actually part... He's just doing a stylish pose in front of the throne that's happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's kind of like nothing to see. <laughs> nothing <Yeah>. to see here. <laughs> Princess Peach is infallible. Don't have to look at this. And that's news, I guess. Smash is always There's a couple, of, a couple of small things that we don't have to talk about, but... Um, Space Punks is a new game announced from Flying Wild Hog who made Shadow Warrior, which looks like Diablo mixed with Borderlands. I still kind of want to play Shadow, one of the new Shadow Warriors at some point. Yeah, the third one looks pretty cool. The third one looks mad. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like Doom in yeah. some ways. Comedy Doom. If Doom and Serious Sam had some horrible, horrible moment together... <laughs> You end up with Shadow Warrior. Yeah, I've watched the trailer and it doesn't look that good, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, it looks okay, but I don't like that style of. I mean, what do you I don't, I'm it? not a huge keen on that art style. What you, what, okay, describe it. I haven't seen it. Well, it looks exactly like Borderlands. Oh, what sort of the comic booky black outlines? Yeah, grimy ass textures. Grimy textures, yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. Except it's like a isometric Diablo style game, which might be kind of fun, but it's got the same kind of edgy humor and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's a really like, tricky thing to get right, isn't it? It's just yeah, because Borderlands Three kind of screwed that up completely, didn't it? I, I, I no, no, none of none of us played Borderlands Three. But did you? Did you I've, I've not played it, but I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of footage of it and people playing it and stuff. And yeah, it didn't look. I mean, it was starting to fall off in the end of Borderlands 2 which is like this is you, you've run out of it was funny at the start and now you're just grinding it into the ground <laughs> yeah and then the whole Handsome Jack focus in the pre-sequel as yeah. well put a lot of people off um they've split their I, like clearly there's an audience that still likes that stuff otherwise surely Gearbox wouldn't keep cranking it out in that style so whatever audience is stuck with it likes that thing right but they somehow managed to split their original audience after two like there was i feel like there was more there was more of us back then well also they put it on epic and everything yeah that was <laughs> part of the problem yeah but they, that was no surprise they were working quite closely with um epic for the unreal engine stuff they wanted in it and then it took them a billion years to actually make it. So by that point, it was a bit late. Borderlands 3 was just late. It should have come out years earlier. Mm, maybe. It missed its moment. And now I don't, and I don't think Wonderlands is going to save it. No. No, I'm not convinced by that game either. But we haven't really seen much of it yet, to be honest. I guess. No, we've not seen any gameplay or anything. I mean, there was that, like, Gearbox... Didn't Gearbox do a sort of E3 thing where it's just sort of them doing behind-the-scenes stuff, except they told us absolutely nothing? <laughs> like, I didn't watch it, but because, like, you know, Randy Pitchford. Who wants to watch that guy? And also, like, yeah, I wasn't expecting anything to come of it, and apparently nothing came of it. What a waste of everyone's time. There's a lot of that this year, I thought, as well. There's a few other shows that were just like a whole lot of nothing. 
there was that new um, publisher that got a net, well, not new publisher, but the new, oh. the new subsidiary of a publisher or something. That yeah, announced the, and they did a show, and it was just awful. And then they had those two developers, <laughs> the British developers, turn up and say, "We're forming a studio, and but we haven't got a game to show you." So it's like, "Well, why are you here? <laughs> like, why, why, why are you here?" Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it's just Jeff Jeff Keeley putting in word ahead. It's like, you're, that means, okay, now now we've done this for you. You've got to do it. You've got to show your game, right? Every year. Every year you've got to show us something, yeah? That's how Jeff Keeley does I think, business. I think part of that, was that was that the one with the, the two um, Call of Duty veterans? Something like that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's part of it, wasn't it? Because it's the Call of Duty veterans. They're like, ooh, people are probably you want to know what they're up to. I mean, it's and then also the fact that they partnered with Sony, so they wanted to. Yeah, Sony yeah. probably wanted it to. I mean, it's worked before, you know. Like it worked for, uh, clearly worked for Respawn in the past. They'll be like, "Yeah, we're Call of mm. Duty vets. We're making our own studio. We're making this. We're making Titanfall." And everyone's like, "Ooh." It's like, but they <laughs> kind of did all that they after actually... they had a game to show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very weird. And they, they did. They did the classic. We're making something that. No one will have ever seen before. Kind of thing. We're going to push the boundaries and all that shit. It's like that's always goes down well, doesn't it? When people say that, it's going to be a battle royale, <laughs> probably <laughs> ten years after battle royales are done. Yep, <coughs> it's locked up in that Fortnite money, yo. Not even Battlefield yeah. are going to attempt that again. No, they've given up on battle royale. <laughs> Thankfully. I mean, out of all the games that could do Battle Royale well, you'd think Battlefield would be one of them, really. Yeah, but they tried it, and no, no one liked it. Because they did it badly, from <laughs> from what I could tell. Yeah, it was a, if it, I think if Battlefield Five had launched with that, I reckon they might have sold a few more copies of Battlefield Five, right? Because it's kind of at the height at of the, the Battle time, Royale yeah. craze. And they might have done, but they were so late to the party with it in the end. Like it took them forever for it to come out. And by that point, no one was playing Battlefield 5 anyway, as far as I can tell. It's what it sounded like. It's like the numbers had already fallen off. Everyone was I playing. think it was a combination of things where they just, they made a Battlefield that no one really wanted to play. And then they released a BR like a year later or something that just wasn't very good either. So yeah. it was just a combination of. And it wasn't, it wasn't like they were doing a war zone where it was free and anyone could drop in and yeah. play it they, they they added it on to five should i even be calling it five is it battlefield v technically i'm not, I'm not even sure wait until the next one comes out that has an actual number instead of a date 2042 no what until what wait until six yeah. happens <laughs> wait that'll be the proof whether that was five or not not that that way even makes sense because five wasn't five and one wasn't one <laughs> <laughs> The Xbox One all over again. Have, have we reached the end of your snippets? We got yeah, a snippet. more little, little ones. Keep sniffing. Um, one of them is that uh, Xbox, not Xbox, Microsoft have confirmed they're no longer working on um, Universal Windows apps anymore. They're getting rid of that. Yeah, that's been kind of uh, brewing for a while. Because, yeah, UWP Which, didn't really work on a technical level, let alone a. Um, you know, <laughs> let alone a game development level or anything like that. UWP you'd, you'd was a good idea, but there's now no real need for it now that they don't really have uh, 
you know, multiple devices. They're not in Windows anymore. They're not in Windows Phone anymore or anything like that. The, the, the need for a UWP platform has kind of gone away. Mm. So that's good for gamers, at least. The whole system was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> there was definitely some specifics to that that just didn't really work. They're still probably going to have, like, some of the... Like when the bad side to that is like, yeah, they don't necessarily need to fit into the UWP framework anymore to like get featured on Windows Store or anything like that. But you might still have to fit in within the sandbox of Windows Store, um, or where Windows how some of those things organize themselves. So like modding is practically impossible if you've got a Windows Store version of a game, right? Because of the way Windows mm-hmm. hides all that stuff away from you. Um, which I is, really don't understand what the point of it is. I mean, it's good for some that. things, right? Presumably, like if you were to get if if a multiplayer game was to launch there and Windows was to sandbox that off from you, it's like okay, that's good, right? Because it means the probability of a cheater getting into that is probably is probably smaller. Probably it doesn't really. Yeah, it doesn't really do. It, it helps a little, but then most of the cheats work by reading your RAM, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah that's yeah. not going to really going to help, is it? Really. No, well, it might make it harder for them to figure it out, right? There's less to reflect. To little, there's fewer DLLs they can look at and be like, okay, we need to look for that. And da, 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 da. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know it's <laughs> a lot more complicated than that. Trust me, but it's. Uh, but uh, yeah, the problem with that as well is no one's going to play it if it's on the Windows Store. Either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Windows Store hasn't exactly got traction unless you're, Game Pass. you know, getting hold of Game Pass for Windows stuff. That's pretty much the only reason I'd use it. Yeah, I mean, it's still the only reason I use it if something like that comes up. Well, or or if an Xbox game was cross by or whatever, that's the other reason. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Which they all are now. Is that right? Anything that's first party Not... is. I think first party definitely, but there was some third party stuff as well, wasn't there? Yeah, I don't know. I've never known if that stuff was all. I mean, I've definitely looked at some things in the past to be like, okay, is this cross-play? Is this, like, with this work? If I was playing this here, would that work with other platforms here? And most of the time, the answer is no, not at all. But there's still the split between the Steam version of the game won't run with the Windows version of the game, which is irritating. (laughs) Yes. Because there was a period of time where, like, you had the I think you were playing the Steam version of Deep Rock Galactic and there was a brief moment when Deep Rock Galactic was on Game Pass for Windows or something like that. And it's like, nah, the two aren't going to talk. Yeah, they're having problems with that, apparently, because I think they want to make it cross-play eventually, but their their main problem at the moment is the modding, like you just said. Yeah. Because Steam, obviously, you you, you would just use the workshop, but because they want to make it make the modding compatible between the two versions as well, they're not going to use Steam Workshop. They're going to use another mod database outside the game. And naturally, everyone on Steam is pissed off about that because it's like, why the fuck don't you just use this really convenient thing that's built into Steam? It's like, yeah, because crossplay, folks. I suppose it's going to become even more prevalent with Epic stores as well now, right? Because. Sure, games are on there as well as Steam, so they don't have to come up with ways of dealing with that. There's definitely games on there that don't share information with other other PC platform versions. Like you know, I was playing Art of Rally um, a while back, and it doesn't share its leaderboards with the Steam version, which is kind of weird because it makes the Epic one pretty desolate. Mm. Yeah, Um, there there aren't nearly as many players on the Epic version as there are on Steam. Um, 
as you might expect. But yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you get around that unless you, you build. You have to build your own universal server to deal with that. That's how what, it, how um, it has to work. Isn't that what Satisfactory does? Well, they use a, how Satisfactory works. They or? use a um, a special Epic backend thing that can cross communicate between the two platforms, apparently, which is also what Rocket League uses between the Steam and Epic version. Mm. So there is there's some special thing that Epic made to allow that to happen, but. I think Satisfactory's version of it is like they've customized it themselves as well, so it's even more specific than just the epic thing that they made. But Maybe. yeah, it can work, but it's not easy. And then I guess that means Epic has to choose to put the work in to make it work with Windows Store. Is there is there a Windows Store version of Rocket League? Sounds no, like there would be. So. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Not that I've heard of. But again, you're in Epic land if you want all of that stuff. Which, you know, I guess is Unreal Engine's favour. That's what they want. But mm. I mean, I guess... Presumably they they only do it to, for people they've partnered with as well, right? Otherwise you have to pay a ton of money, probably. Maybe, yeah. We probably have to pay a service charge to keep, the, keep that operational. A subscription of some kind. Like a hella expensive corporate subscription, obviously, but... Yeah, who knows? Who knows it works? Or maybe it's just an extra part of your cut mm. with yeah. Epic. Um, the, I mean, like No Man's Sky, I believe, built their own system entirely um, to get that to work because those versions are all... like It's total cross-play now on No Man's Sky. Yeah. Like, everything works with everything, which is fantastic. So I I, Destiny is the same as well, isn't it? I think it got there. I can't remember. It definitely wasn't at first. No, that's something they added in. But I think they have got it. Got it to there now, right? Yeah, I believe so. Which is great, but yeah, you have to have a, you have to have put a hell of a lot of effort into building your own systems most of the time. I think that's the problem, isn't it? Is that smaller companies are just not going to be able to do that? Yeah, exactly. is a bummer and it was also another sort of nail in the uh, I, was, I was about to say nail in the coffin that's not strictly right but like another sort of mark into the like why making a multiplayer game if you're a smaller studio is such an enormous risk oh yeah there's there's tons of competition to start with there's and so, then you have there's so much competition all the issues with, yeah you've with got the actual server sides and you've got to somehow get discovered and like picked up I mean I guess that's the only reason like Fall Guys you know, blew up is because it started. Someone started paying attention, like Sony started paying attention to it. I think, like, and then they put it on PS Plus, and it's like, I don't know if that game would have been as big as it was if it hadn't had. Well, it was a good, if it hadn't acquired game as well, right? Yeah, so that that helped, I guess. But it acquired publisher backing, right? And then, as I say, because it went on PS Plus, everyone had it for a while. I say for a while, everyone's got it <laughs> who had it at the time, who picked it up at the time, and it's a. Uh, uh, you know, which is often often key. I mean, I, I would argue that's part of Rocket League's whole thing. Would Rocket League have been as big as it was without the PS Plus version? Just putting it in the hands of a billion players all at once. Probably, because most people were playing it on PC way before that. I don't know. Did that, did that happen? I thought it all kind of launched at the same time. 
I mean, the beta version existed for some period of time before the actual launch on PC, but I don't know how significant that was. It's not like super acrobatic rocket-powered battle cars blew up. It's kind of the same game. Kind of. I'm still bitter about Laser League. That's all. <laughs> that game was interesting. That yeah. game was cool. I really liked Laser League. That was there was, was a but the players just fell off. Anyway, same with a lot of a lot of these games. That's what annoys me about multiplayer games. Is I like I've played quite a few like niche multiplayer games and then really enjoy it, but then it's just dead after like yeah. a month. So it's like, well, what can you do? Like I used to love um, what are they called Gotham Imposters. I love that game. Oh yeah, it's like one of my favorite FPSs. It's so oh. so damn good, and but, it's just it just died. Yeah, I remember you getting into that. It's honestly really good fun. I love that game. <laughs> I well, wish they'd make more more stuff like that. Well, we're gonna pull one out for Monday Night Combat again, <laughs> as always. Yeah, every as time, every, yeah, every time, yeah. every time this gets mentioned. Have to, absolutely have to. Also, I want to pull one out for Tetris Effect Connected while we're talking about that because no one's play, no one played that like a week after it launched. Yes, well, it's because it's Tetris. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's but it's the best Tetris, and I'm like, I kind of just want to, yeah, kind of yeah, just want a different Xbox, which is not where people play games like that. I guess people play it on PlayStation. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, th- there's not absolutely nothing wrong with well, that Xbox it was... version. I've played both. Well, it's because it was a. It only came out on PS originally, didn't it? Yeah, it launched on PlayStation originally, and then the connected version of Tetris Effect came out exclusively, didn't it? For a while, although connected will come to PS4, I believe, later this year. So they'll Mm. they'll there'll be a free add-on to the PlayStation version, which is just weird in itself. And I believe it's coming to PC as well if it hasn't already. Um. Maybe that launched on Windows Store. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's one of those. Uh, but yeah, I, I did try playing that, but I'm just so bad at Tetris because I, <laughs> I never replayed it much before. I mean, just, we we were no point. <laughs> we, uh, we we tried playing connected and getting onto what we've been playing. I suppose oh, like, yes. the three of us played. Uh, uh, me, Noam, and Zach tried playing the connected mode locally, uh, and. Uh, we started to struggle with it. Was it level two? Even uh, the four or five main levels there are of that mode, and it's like, yeah, level level two is tough. It's because it goes um, immediately to instant drop, which yeah. I feel like that's kind of yeah. like going a bit hard for a Tetris game. Really, and that should be a kind of a late game thing. Yeah, it, go, it goes to really fast, and then the next time he uses that ability, the, the bad guy uses that ability, it goes really, really fast, and then the next time he uses it, it's really, really, really fast. <laughs> like it's going, it's almost getting up to master level immediately, and it's like that's such a such a killer uh yeah i think that's definitely a problem with tetris because it's it's not an easy thing to play really unless you've played a lot of it and know how to do it so i think they cater far too much for the hardcore crowd mm. with tetris games a lot of the time yeah maybe this is one of like in general tetris effect is one of the more accessible ones but not that mode <laughs> definitely not that mode um mm. uh it's a what was i gonna say it's like well, it was slightly worrying when uh gnome dropped out eventually after we'd had a few attempts at it and was like nah nah i'm done and uh, we were like oh, okay well let's let's try throwing an ai in there so we threw a mid-level ai in there and it was way better than either of us <laughs> like a mid-level yeah. ai 
yeah, that's the thing. Like people are just they're just this is so so good at that game. Like the balance of it is just really hard to get right, I imagine. Yeah, probably. It is it's uh I'm not gonna knock Tetris. I love Tetris. Like it's something I've just sort of got especially the more modern ones, I've just got into it like the last few years. Oh yeah, I like, think Tetris are brilliant, but I just I just never play them because I'm just not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is a I have got a lot better since I was like mainlining Tetris Effect and Tetris ninety nine for a while, but it's even mm. even still. Like I find the biggest problem I always have with a Tetris is when you is when you put the block like just your thumb doesn't do what your mind is saying, right? You put it, mm. you, you know, your thumb is messed up, and you're like, ah, oh, cock! I didn't mean to put it there. I knew, I knew exactly that I was where I wanted that to go, and I didn't do that. Uh. <laughs> that is the worst. And then you're like, well, I'm bone now. <laughs> Pretty much. So I've touched respect. What else have you been playing? Let's just skip in. <laughs> we moving on to that. Then? Yeah, I'm moving on. Well, before my phone dies, I can get through all these demos because I have to write notes because I realised that I'd been leaving them installed on Steam so I could remember, but then I realised I wasn't going to be at my computer. I was like, oh shit, I'm going <laughs> to write these into my phone. Hmm. So yeah. You, you might be here. I've got a whole six different demos and then three other games I've been playing. Six? Technically, one of them we already talked about, but I wanted to go back to talk about it again briefly. I Terra Neil that I thought oh, about yeah, yeah. last time. I remembered that I had played the version of it that's on IO, the, the web version. Not really web version. You still download it. I'd played that before in a like a super early stage when it only had like one level or whatever. And I realized that since then they had actually finished that version. So I just went and downloaded that and played that through. Because hmm. also, because I was like, maybe I can use this to work out what the other like mechanics might be in the real version. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> and yes, it does appear to have, a, there's like one more biome. So there's like one more mechanical way to create the different landscapes. But it's not really, you know, it's not really anything different. The only restriction is like the, as I said, it was like the landscape, the the terrains are, are made specifically to make it hard, where it's just like this one has a lot of terrain that's like elevated and you can edit the terrain elevation as well slightly using one of the buildings. And then the other thing I briefly wanted to mention about the Steam version of Terranil that I'd forgot because that is kind of just funny is like when you finish the demo and it brings up just like a splash screen, which is like wishlist or whatever. There's a there's like wish list, there's back to main menu, and then there's just a button that just says, I prefer factories. And if you click on that, it just opens the store page for Factorio. Oh, amazing. And that's not even the same developer or anything. That's hilarious. It's, it's just like a funny joke that they put in. That's great. But it's not even their game or anything. <laughs> I prefer factories. So that's Terranil. Got through that. Um then the actual five more demos of stuff that I played, which you might notice a theme of them being basically all games that I, you know, the games that I like. There's like kind of technically free city builders, I guess, but more like two. <laughs> and then a couple that are like transport tycoon. <laughs> so we've got Timberborn. That one oh, yeah. wasn't really related to the Steam Next Fest demo period i think that had been out for a while yeah beforehand. I, I, I think it was I, just coincidental that they put their stuff onto steam at the same time and it turned up in pc gamer show yeah i think yeah because i think it, i think it'd been in early access for a while but i think maybe the demo came out during the next fest oh i see right but yeah so i played the demo of that 
And that's basically... Beaver Town. Yeah, Beaver Town. It's basically banished with beavers, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but obviously, because it's beavers, it's like special mechanic is building dams, obviously. Because the, the, basically the rivers are oh. super seasonal. So like right. during the summer, the river just goes away. So if you haven't built a dam, you're basically fucked. Because <laughs> all your food just dies. So the, the water level's all dyna- dynamically managed and where you put your dams is yeah is so you can, if you build a dam like across the top of a valley you can contain more water or whatever to make it last longer during the dry season that makes sense which is kind of cool except i don't know if it's just a demo slash early access thing but it, it's like the two different maps that they let you play in the demo it feels quite harsh right, right. like you really have to go quite hardcore to get these dams finished before the water all goes away and you die yeah okay <laughs> So a little bit of balance needed, but yeah, maybe. But I guess, but I'm not I guess sure the that... problem with putting a demo like that together sometimes is, is like by the time the full game comes out, if you've managed to master that process in the demo, you might be too good. You might be too good when the real game comes out <laughs> yeah. and it's easing you into it. And it's all like, yeah, I know, I've, I've I've got good at this. But then again, there's like, well, I mean, there there would be ways that you could make it work mechanically, but there's like, it is. Because it's just a, the water is there or the water isn't there. There's not really a way to like have a mid step between that. <laughs> mm. Unless you do make a specific mechanic where it's like this year the river kept going, but it's like not as much or whatever. <laughs> Something like that. Mm. But yeah, I played that demo and I go, there's not really that much to say about it. It's, it's a city builder, but you, you just have this dam thing on top of it, which uh, kind of controls your irrigated zone to grow crops or whatever. How, how the beavers look. Very small and not actually that well animated. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a that's disappointing. But that could be an early access thing as little well. Little beavers, I guess. little cute little beaver people. We like, you know, the beavers. Yep, they have the best tails. They don't really. They're always too small to tell they're beavers most of the time. Oh. <laughs> in the view that you're playing that game from, <laughs> naturally. Um, and then the next one is a game called Urbeck. Which is a more literal city builder. It's a you know you're building a city, but it it uses a style sort of similar to the old like Pharaoh games and oh, those yeah. kind of things, where like services and and not well services and other kinds of buildings that are within a certain distance of a plot of land change what buildings evolve. So like you draw out a residential zone and it gets filled with shitty wooden buildings to start with. <laughs> But then if you're like, oh, this residential zone has enough residential zones around it that it now counts as dense, so it gets bigger. And then you put like a school and now it's educated, so it gets more fancy houses or whatever. So you're like trying to build up this city. So it, it's one of those kind of games, but then mm. it also expands that out to be like more specific to industries and, and stuff like that. Like if you have a a woodcutter's cabin on the edge of the woods, you can upgrade it by having like a little patch of houses near it. So it's like here's where the workers for this woodcutter's hut live, essentially. I see. So it's so they're trying to abstract away some of the minutiae of city building, but like letting you focus on the concepts of areas and well, it's is more, that a way of describing it, that. Uh, kind of. It's more like it's yeah. I guess it is getting rid of the minutiae because it's like you're getting rid of a bunch of specific like zones, essentially, for just mm. having one generic. Here's where the houses go zone that like gets modified by other things that yeah. are near it. <laughs> So you're still ha- having to effectively zone out 
like this is a residential district. Yeah. But you're not building all the individual roads or anything. Well, like. you are building roads. Oh, okay. It's only, the, the, a lot, everything says like. So it is SimCity. Well, yes. <laughs> but everything says like, in, when you high, when you select like the zone layout, it will be like this work, this zone can exist up to three tiles away from a road. So it's like, you know, how deep away from the road you can build the zone. So you know how B might want to grid ah, okay. it and that right. kind of thing. Or you can just have it not attached to a road and just have it like near a road. So things like farms will be like, it can be up to five tiles away from a road. So you could have it and have back. a five deep farm or you could have like a three deep farm. Make a houses massive in front of it or ditch. <laughs> yeah, pretty a much. Massive ditch. So that seems kind of cool. It seems like it has a reasonably well-balanced system for that and, you know, different options. Like if you if you build build houses in very tiny patches far apart, they turn into villas. And mm. if you build a bunch of houses in the vicinity of a mine, it turns into a mining town. But then like those specific houses also give you a bonus to like the mineral output. Oh, so like there's mm. an actual reason to build like a shit part of your town that's near the mines because the workers need to work. Yeah, because <laughs> that that part of your town actually gives you a bonus to the mineral output. Yeah. So it yeah, is, that's interesting. It is kind of nice, and it has like a. I don't know if it's voxel. It kind of looks in that kind of style, like low res. I couldn't tell whether it was actually voxel because I wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> I was looking at mechanics, <laughs> but yes. How long has it been since you played a city game, Kips? Um, SimCity 4. It's been a while. <laughs> I think the last one I played was City Skylines a little bit. Oh, oh right. you did actually play that? Okay. But yeah, that was like when it first came out and it had none of the um, expansions or anything, so I don't know what it's like nowadays. But See, I was, I was going to make a punt that it might have been black or black and white or something. That one. <laughs> That's not oh, really God, a city yeah. builder. <laughs> it's, got, it's got plenty of building. It does. But it's not necessarily the focus of that game. And now we... Yeah, I've been kind of kind of out of the city building game for a while. Hmm. They are cool though. There's a few that I've been looking at. I don't know if Rise of Industry counts. Is that? I don't know what that game is, but it looks kind of interesting. Rise of Industry is basically Industry Giant. <laughs> it's someone trying to remake Industry Giant, as far as I can tell. It's a, it might be um, falling so into cool, the. Well, it might be falling into the trap of one of those. We're remaking that game and not but doing not anything. As good, not better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, well, I guess that's. Not quite the next one, but <laughs> we're coming to the three games that are kind of not as good as those first three. <laughs> um, there's Power to the People, which was a weird... It it sort of looks like a city builder, except the only thing you're building is like the power infrastructure. Oh, okay. So you're building power plants, and then like you have to have high-voltage lines, and then you go to a substation, and then you do low-voltage lines inside the towns, and the towns just grow automatically. A bit like Transport Tycoon's towns, yeah. kind of. But then the idea is that because the towns are constantly growing, it constantly adds more load to your system. So you have to like reroute your lines so they don't get overloaded and blow out the transformers or the substation or whatever. And then do a deal with France. Yeah, and then do a deal with France. But like that game seems like that's the, basically all of its mechanics and it seems kind of too simple. And right. also... It's also like super real time. Like it has a, I mean, it, <laughs> what do you mean? It's going to take like 50 years. Well, no, not, not literal real time, <laughs> but it has like a, as you might imagine, it has like a power curve where like during different points during the day, people use more or less power. So sure. you can like yeah. see it, how it progresses. Everyone goes out at work. So there's no power load yeah. during the day. And then, but the trouble with that is that it also kind of commits to real time where you can't really do anything in pause. Like so, when a when a 
where as the power load starts going up and you're looking at your power grid and you're seeing a thing that's about to overload, you can't really do anything about that. It's just going to overload and then you have to f fix that. Mm. And then you're just spending, you're basically just clicking to spend money where it's like, oh, that transformer blew up. Well, I'll wait for the power load to go down, click to spend money to repair it. And then I can think about actually fixing the whole situation because it's all running in real time. And the like fail condition is like you didn't supply power to a certain percentage of people for a certain amount of time. Too much brownout. Yeah, too much brownout, basically. So it's like, because of, because of that commitment to real time, you can't really, it doesn't mesh very well with planning, essentially. You don't have time to think, but then when you don't think, you rush, and then you make bad designs, and then it overloads and it explodes all the time. <laughs> so I don't know what that game is really trying to be. It doesn't really feel like it succeeded very well at what it was trying to do but i mean i it's like it's a nice concept in some ways to be like here's here's we're going to make the power management of a city builder like more actually realistic mm. <laughs> you don't just put a power plant down and, and, and it just works some lines yeah <laughs> but it doesn't quite execute it well enough yeah i wonder if like it's a the real-time element is a reaction to surely it's a puzzle that's easily solved like, yeah. like once you know what the well, solution the, the is, other like, trouble like is... as you have with games, it's like once you know <laughs> sure, the solution, yeah. it's like the game is gone. Well, the other trouble with it is that it doesn't. I think it doesn't quite give you enough information to solve the puzzle either. Like when you highlight a segment of your wire, it shows all the buildings that are attached to that wire, essentially. But that's like kind of too vague to to know exactly like how many megawatts are going to go through that bit of wire or whatever. Mm. It doesn't give you numbers. So when you're trying to balance it, you're like, well, if I demolish this the end of this wire and build the build this wire like one tile further, so these two buildings will swap between which wire they're attached to, and then that will balance it better or whatever. Mm. It's just like it doesn't quite give you enough information to actually do that management that well or that precisely, I should say. So there's that. Uh, then there's the bad transport tycoon game that i played the bad transport tycoon which has the incredibly bad name because it's just called cargo company <laughs> the bad. most generic name you can possibly think that of. is quite bad but yeah that's basically bad bad transport tycoon someone's tried to make a transport game tycoon game and it's just a bit jank and like the animations are kind of naff and like things don't i mean have they seen open ttd yeah well i mean well that's kind of cheating though because that is basically transport tycoon yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah i mean there's the original Transport Tycoon, which is still probably the gold standard of that style of game. Yes. Uh, even with, like, I don't know, all the new options open, TTT throws in a nice as well, but uh, so you can, like, manipulate it into something weird. Yeah. Uh, but it is kind of, I mean, that thing looks like jank right now. Well, <laughs> like, even, not, even with the graphics packs. Not as much really, as this does, really, I can do that much. Really, even, even with, like, the, like, yeah. Ships only move in eight directions, or, or things only have eight angles of this, animation. This or... appears to have even less angles of animation somehow, oh, even though it kind of can't, because yeah. <laughs> that's how many angles of animation there is. It just looks like it. Weird. And also, it just doesn't have a full suite of mechanics yet. Like, it only has, like, one type of train signal, so it's very generic, like, point-based pathing. Sure. And, like, trains can turn around on the spot if you fuck up and that kind of thing. So it's just not very mechanically dense. Can, can you build another truck? Yes. Well, not in the demo. No. <laughs> Trains only in the demo. And it's one like slightly different thing that it tries to do is it it tries to basically it wants to be near future transport tycoon where the idea is that you're building transport networks on different planets essentially. 
you like you build the transport network on Earth, but most of the products are with the or goal of making else. the rocket stuff, essentially, like colony equipment and whatnot. It's Factorio, kind of. Except then you launch the rocket, and then you tr- go to the moon map, and then you can build like little transport networks on the moon to take like hydrogen and stuff to different moon colonies. It's Factorio with that mod, yes, space exploration. So that's what it tries to do. But what that I think what that is actually doing is hiding like the map sizes aren't very big, so we had to have multiple maps. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't simulate it that big. Yeah. So that was the bad transport taking game. Sorry, uh, sorry, bad. Sorry, cargo company. <laughs> and then the last one of these demos is the... Well, I wouldn't say it's bad. It's not amazing, but it's not... Well, it's obviously not comparable, but it's the not-as-good FTL that someone's trying oh, to make right. called okay. Trigon. And, like... This in this one, and is, I don't like that name just because it sounds too much like Trigun. Yeah, in this case, it is very literally. It's just FPL. Like it's, or it, if you could sue for this kind of thing, you could sue for this kind of thing <laughs> because it's like this is so much. It's basically stolen everything about FPL, like all the like subsystems and everything, and how they level up and what stat bonuses they give to your ship. And right, so it's, <laughs> it's too identical. Its only difference is that it's like actual 3D graphics now instead of pixel art. So right. it's like you can get a nice little sort I, of I don't semi know if that's a positive. Well, no, yeah, time. it makes it kind of harder to play because it's everything's less distinct. Yeah. Like all the rooms in your ship don't show up as easily what they are and that kind of thing. But then, you know, the shooting things looks better, I suppose. Oh, well, yeah. Like, <laughs> probably easily. But, but it does still function like FTL. Like when you warp into a new system, it then like does a split screen and then the other ship comes up and then you just shoot at each other. <laughs> and it's got the same like toggle the weapons and set them to auto fire and hmm. missiles go through shields. <laughs> it's like pretty much all the mechanics of FTL. Wow. That's uh, pretty shameless. Yeah. I mean, is it, but in, in the same breath, it's been a while. Yeah. Like no one else has made another clone yeah. of FTL really. In that specific style, can't, anyway. Can't throw a too soon joke at it. No. But so why isn't it as good? It's just like... Well, I mean, it's hard to tell from the demo, I guess, but it feels like the events aren't quite as well-structured, and it somehow feels like it like puts too much pressure on you like too quickly. I couldn't really tell. Like It felt like... Because a lot of the time in the FDL, when you've finished with an event, you're just like, you can you know deal with things. But this one, I had a couple of situations where it's like, no, you have to just just go. Well, I mean, FTL did that as well, I suppose, because you, you had like to escape you had the asteroid belts and the solar flares, where it's like if you hang around, you're just going to get continuously pounded, even if you're not fighting anything. Yeah, so it's like you just got to jump out. But I feel like in in the demo, at least, and this might just be a demo thing, it, like that happened too frequently. Like right. I went straight from a solar flare to an asteroid belt immediately. And you're like, oh no, and it's just like this is a bit much. I mean, I guess that could happen. And also... Okay, can that happen? I mean, I guess that can well, happen yes, in FTL as well. It can, yeah. yes. But uh, also, the, the other reason it felt not as good, I think, is just like... Because of the of the 3D graphics, not the pixel art style, and because everything feels more indistinct, it, it, it does just... You don't feel as in control of it, where it's just like you, you still pause and you can still set up the firing and all that kind of stuff. And you still move your little dudes around inside the rooms, but it doesn't. It's not as instantly visually clear as what's going on. Right, like the when the when things are shooting at each other, it's not as immediately obvious if it's missing or not. Like the little text 
thing pops up where it's like this or how much damage it does does but it's so tiny and it's on top of this fancy 3d model with a bunch of other effects going on <laughs> i think pixel art just helps fdl a lot yeah yeah i can see that and also it ran kind of not great but that's probably just my computer we've <laughs> <laughs> been saying it for a while it's well overdue yes but not a good time to do it. Not, no. Nope, the worst time to do it. <laughs> Just as I actually probably... Well, I'm having that pang, though. I am, it's the worst time to do it, but I am having that pang with my machine now. Not not because I'm the graphics side. Like, I'm, like, I don't play anything on my PC that's pushing it too hard on that side at the moment. But CPU-wise, I could do with a bit more juice. <laughs> the CPU's my bottleneck now. If for nothing else, rather than the actual sort of music y side of things, it's like, oh boy, do I put too much strain on that now. <laughs> but I don't know, it's like CPU is the CPU scene as bad as the graphics scene? Well it's all chips, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're quite readily available though, aren't they? I don't know. Well, I've not not been paying attention. Legitimate question. <laughs> Probably because demand isn't as high, I guess. Yeah. Well, yes. If you can't get a graphics card, then you're not going to want a CPU as much. That's true. Well, that's true. <laughs> I guess businesses still need business machines, but as a, but it's not something you upgrade that often either, right? No. You tend to upgrade your graphics card more than your more, yeah, way more frequently CPU. than you do your base. Yeah. Yeah, because it would be quite a shift for me. You know, you can't just upgrade your CPU most of the time, right? No. You need a need new motherboard. Exactly. You need new. And you know, half the time, the, by the time you do that. There's new RAM tech, so it's like you got to buy new RAM sticks as well. I have absolutely no idea whether things have moved on on that side from this machine, but mm. this machine's what three years old? I, I don't know. It's not as old as I think is the thing. This machine, like I think, I feel like it's older, but it's but it's not. Um, maybe I just bought the wrong CPU. I don't know. <laughs> that could be the case. I went overkill on the CPU for that very reason. Yeah. Well, I think the CPU is the thing to go overkill on. Absolutely. Really. Yeah, it's a good it's a uh it's a good choice cuz I I made a few mistakes with this machine, I'm sure. I make a few mistakes every time I build a machine, but it's uh I mean, how could you not? Um but yeah, it, it served me well for a while. The CPU I overspec my RAM. That's that's probably the other thing. It's like like my RAM is far too good for the rest of it. Um I don't think my motherboard can drive it at its max speed very well. So I had to downclock it a little, which is a kind of a crucial error. I don't think that really makes a huge difference, though. No. Ram, in the mean, grand scheme of things. I mean, RAM speed's important, but it's not the worst thing. It's just kind of why I lived with it and didn't bother trying to send it all back and rebuild. It's just like, ah, this works. And it's still a hell of a lot faster than my last machine. I'm happy. But yeah, that's kind of went wrong and i like i've got too much ram if that's a thing right i, I would never ever have got near the ram limit on anything so i've got I, th I think i've got 32 gigs in this thing and it's like that's not that's never been a problem not even close to being a problem play some minecraft <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. that'll fight your ram right up well flight sim uses a ton of ram as well so uh yeah i guess it makes sense in those circumstances but yeah. But yeah, I've got 32 gig as well. And you're right in saying that I've never got close to it, but it was cheap enough to it not being a problem anyway. So. Yeah, you bought, you bought a bit later <laughs> than I did, didn't you? So it's like, yeah, I, yeah. Guess, I guess 
um, as with everything, memory drops, and if you time it right, it's like you can get the same amount for a lot less before there's a technology jump. Or a speed jump, I suppose, or well, they change the damn slot again. <laughs> well, I didn't go like super crazy on the RAM anyway, like speed wise or anything like that. No, it's, it's uh, I don't know, I don't know what mine is, but it's not like crazy fast. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's the most necessary thing to do. You want to worry about CPU? Uh, not, you want to what you want to worry that, about that's CPU? That's the one thing I went really overkill on was the CPU. Yeah, because I wanted it to last a while. <laughs> Absolutely, you want to you want to worry about CPU and you want to worry about the motherboard's ability to use fast storage. Those those are kind yeah. of the two most important things with the base of your system now. Like, can you fit the <laughs> when the theoretical like successor to what to M2 drives uh, uh or wherever they end up, oh, I, get, I get a bit lost of all the goddamn new hard drive storage names when they start using similar tech to what's in Series X and uh, PS5, and you can more readily hook those into your board. It's like wherever that is, you want it. <laughs> you 100% want it. But maybe those are just like IOC new IOC motherboards that have that amount of fast RAM, fast storage built in. Like, um, hey, if Dan was here, he'd be going like, Apple, <laughs> look at look at that Apple gear. No use to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no use to us. Yeah. <laughs> that your demo spree? Yeah, that was the demo spree. Shall, then... I, shall I talk about some more demos before we uh... <laughs> before we talk about what the actual games we yeah, played? Yeah, while we're in demo land, I played that Sable demo. Right. Yeah. I thought yeah. about it, but I didn't. Yeah, because Sable's been on my radar for a while, and it's um, uh, yeah, it's, I'm not sure it's 100 percent what I was expecting to be honest. <laughs> okay. Like, like, uh, like I, I kind of imagined a sort of a breath of the wildy type thing. I don't know why. I guess I like most open world games where they're doing that atmospheric feel kind of immediately comes across to me as like, oh, this is probably going to be a bit breath of the wildy, right? And on the surface, it's it kind of is like in some respects, like it has a climbing mechanic with a stamina bar. It has um, a, a big work, you know, a big ish. Well, the demo, obviously I can't get everywhere, but there's a, there's a, there's a world you can traverse and you can, you can go pretty much anywhere you can see from the start, but there's what surprised me is like there's a little bit of like uh oh there's no combat like in this demo at all, and it's like okay, does that mean there's like no combat in the game at all? Have I missed something there? I thought I, I mean, I I racked my brains about it a little bit, and it's just like yeah, I guess we've never never have seen anything that looks a bit combatty in this thing. Like it's all just been. The lovely graphics and the lovely style and its weird, uh, almost stop motion animation style, where the you know the animation is intentionally low, uh, low refresh compared to everything to make it look more comic booky, and yeah, that French comic book style everywhere um, with its washed out palette and its quite lovely smoke at times, like they come out the back of the bike. Um, but anyway, the demo is about building the bike that they've shown in all the other. Um, trailers the fancy one with the nice red trail and uh, you don't have that in this you have like this this rust bucket that kicks up smoke everywhere and it's about finding the parts to uh, put put it together um as a i forget what they called you but yeah you're like you're like ooh, you've, you've been granted this rite of passage and now you're this type of person and now you can go go do these things and you go to some ruin and 
get the ability to create like a hover bubble and then you can glide to places. Glider, that's what they call you. They call you gliders. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks nice, but there wasn't, I don't know if there was a huge amount to really grab hold of really from that, from that demo experience. It's, it's nice, it, nice looking, nice atmospheric. I mean, uh, wait, okay. I say it's nice looking. It's not as nice looking as I would have liked. Like it needs more options to be like increase the level of detail of things to be a bit further away. Cause I found like the yellow D jumps were quite jank, like partly because of the style, style of it. If I guess like you could walk up to a bush and it would sometimes be like just a blob and other times it would be like a detailed bit of, you know, bits of fern, I guess, or stuff sticking off or like a fur looking thing. And then it's, but it like it, sometimes it didn't seem like it could make up its mind about which one to pick. Um, uh, some of the uh, animation needs work in places, like the, especially the mantle. I guess it's like you know, standard word for climbing up a little little ledge. I guess like it's just like I, I could get myself stuck every now and then, sort of in a bit of a jiggle, <laughs> and be like, "I'm not not really supposed to be here." Or there were times where you'd climb up onto a ledge only to immediately fall off it, and then he would automatically get back into the climbing animation and try and climb up it again only to immediately fall off it and it's like there are there are spots where some of the traversal doesn't actually work all that great um but hey early coming out later this year but <laughs> so it really isn't early in the, in the in the length of time they've had to work on this um but yeah it's just as i said it's just not quite what i thought i thought they'd be there's, there's a there's a hook missing from that demo, you know. Like there's a, there's a reason. I think there's a reason to care missing. Yes, but now we're just talking about it being like Journey. <laughs> I don't. Know, yeah, maybe. But like Journey was more like ethereal, and like there's there's text, there's characters in this. There's there is interaction. It's like like Journey gets away with just being like a, a good cinematic story, bit of storytelling. Which this isn't that. This isn't cinematic. This isn't. Uh, uh, but it is, it's just got a look. And if that's all it's got, then that's not enough. Mm. Um, so we'll see. Um, I wasn't as taken by it as I thought I would be. Uh, I guess it's the same problem I had with Tunic, really. I wasn't as taken with that as I thought I would be um, when I played that demo last time. Um I also gave uh, Rift Breaker Prologue a go. Right. Um, that is that is that game, right? That is that mech game. Right. Because <laughs> whenever someone adds Prologue on it, it's like... Mm. Yeah. No, it is that game, but it's like, are they doing the thing where it's like it's a simulation before the mission? Right. Uh, it's like... Um, so it is basically exactly the same. I wanted to play the demo, but it's Windows 10, so I can't. Well, you have to play it on the Xbox. <laughs> literally then, the yeah. first time that that's happened that I've come across a game that's not compatible with my system any longer. Is it? But that is my oh. system. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I didn't know. Another game, actually, another game, it did happen twice. Another game I looked at the demo of didn't even have just Windows 10 compatible. It was Windows 8 and other compatible. And I was like, Really? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be that specific. Yeah, something something did change in Windows eight and Windows eight point one that would make that a distinction. But yeah, so I couldn't play that. But yeah, that's interesting. I haven't come across that. It's, um, well, yeah. So that was okay. That's a uh, it's a top down, almost twin stick shootery. Um, like you can you can think to like Halo Spartan Assault a little bit in terms of how it controls. It feels a bit like that. Um, but there's also a base building element to it. So you're building up um, 
uh, <laughs> you're doing standard things. You're putting like um, mining factories on resources to uh, to or power plants on resources so you, to build up a more strong a stronger power grid so you can put more turrets down because you need to have a strong power grid to power your turrets and then you eventually need to build factories to make you ammunition and upgrade yourself and yada 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 fairly standard affair i guess mm. um uh and then every now and then there'll be a, way, a a horde of enemies that come at you and you better be ready for it so you can gun them down with your turrets and your base and your walls and uh things like that um so it's one of those, and while I, I found the controls maybe a bit hard to get used to in terms of switching between the various states to do things like controller problems, yeah, a little bit. Probably work better on PC. It's like while you're in build mode, moving the right stick moves a cursor around the screen. Effectively, it'd be where you're controlling. But if you want to like build a wall, like that, you, you're pressing A to place the wall, and then you're even moving yourself around to move the wall and leaving the cursor in place, so you're planting it on ground. Or you're using the right stick, and of course that's a bit of a weird claw yeah. thing to do with your hand. So that didn't feel quite right. Maybe they should have put, or maybe there is, and I didn't spot it, like a, a like a trigger to put the to do the build. Um, uh, so there's that, and it, but it's it needs a little bit of work technically. Like it was a bit framey mm. in spots. I can um, imagine. Uh, I mean, even just when nothing's happening. It's a bit framey. Like it seems like its its standard state is a bit framey. It doesn't really get any worse than that. Even when things get mad, and it can get mad. <laughs> That's the, like the, right at the end of the demo. There's a. It basically just shows you how crazy it can get, and be like, and just throws a whole load of stuff at you, and it fills the screen, and it's. Uh, yeah, I mean that's 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 that game's thing is volume of enemies, and it's uh, that, that's pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, and it manages to stay performant during all of that. It's just that its its baseline isn't where it needs to be. <laughs> it needs to be um, solid. Uh, but it's a it's a decent looking game. Like you know, the lighting effects that come out of your mech at night are nice. Like when you set things on fire, there's a lovely glow. The way the environment interacts to the weaponry you're using and things like that is pretty neat. Um, the characters talk way too much though. Yeah, it's got that problem. Um. I guess that's like primarily that will be worse when you're for doing things like it, I guess tutorial style like this demo is. Mm. Um, so there's an awful lot of you should do this, you should do this. It's got a little bit of the StarCraft like we need more pylons kind of going on. Right. Like if you're like, oh, well, the power grid's not strong enough. You need to build more of this. It's like, yes, I know. <laughs> like just, just hold off. Or like, we, we've not got enough storage for all this metal you're mining. We need to build more storage. And it's like, yeah, all right. And then, but, but I don't care. And so then it'll keep reminding you. <laughs> yeah. Whenever there's a thing like that in a game along those lines where it warns you about storage, it's just like, that's not, that shouldn't ever be a warning. It, well, I suppose. Maybe it, say it once. Well, it depends on what the exact mechanics are, but assuming that if the storage fills up, the miners stop mining or the resources are infinite, then who the fuck cares about storage? <laughs> well, that's the thing. The, the, yeah, the resources aren't infinite, they have a limit. So the little patches you're mining off right, the ground yeah. do have a do have a hard limit. Um, but the miners stop if yeah. there's no storage. 
So then who cares about storage? It's not a problem. Yeah. In fact, why even build storage at that point? I mean, you can, you can bone yourself by like, okay, crap, there's been a massive attack. I haven't got a lot of time before the next one. Right. Yeah. Because of it being that kind of wave based form. Yeah. You do so you then want you, to buffer it during the lesser. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you spend all this money months. to rebuild your defenses and then it's like, oh crap, I haven't got enough resource. My miners aren't actually working fast enough once I've spent everything to build up quickly enough. So there is a reason to do that. Yeah. Um, so it's not, it's not on its own a bad thing. It's just the reminders are kind of irritating. <laughs> Like they're just all the time, um, and it's like, no, I'm in the middle of nowhere fighting something. Like I'm not going to come back right now. And it's rift breaking thing is like you can basically teleport back to your bases whenever you want. Right. There's like a free teleport, and it doesn't even cost. Given that like the AI cores to power your turrets cost energy, it's weird that teleporting is totally free. <laughs> but hey, you can do it, and I guess it makes sense for like not your microphone. Over. <laughs> yeah, too many hand actions for like jumping around the map and doing things. But there is absolutely no talk from them about adding a co-op mode. Mm. And that game is screaming for a co-op mode. It would be great. Well, yeah. I mean, especially if it was, you know, split screen. Yeah, 100%. Like, it, it, I, think it's, I think it's a real missed opportunity. That game should be, there should be a co-op mode. And, but it flies in the face of the story they're telling, because it's like you're the lone person going to this far away planet yeah, but you because they only to... have enough power in the rift to send them there. You don't have to come like, up with a story justification for co-op. No. Like, not like Halo does. No, there could be multiple usually. Master Chiefs just hanging out. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's all right. Considering how I, well it runs, maybe they don't want to do co-op for that reason. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, I, when I say it's framey, it's very subtly framey, right? A little bit of page tearing here and there, not maintaining 60, so mm. it's a little bit jumpy, but it's not It's not terrible. Just like, hey, clean up a little bit. You can optimize that. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it needs, needs a bit of work, but uh, could be all right. Could be. Yeah. It makes me want to play StarCraft 2 again. <laughs> <laughs> you must construct additional pylons. Because that game in co-op is great fun as well, actually. It has a co-op? Oh, is it all you just mean like two-on-one-ing some AI or... Yeah, or two-on-two-ing or whatever. It's mm. good fun. But StarCraft, never never really got into my StarCraft. I recommend it. I mean, you've tried to get me into StarCraft 2 before. <laughs> I think I might <laughs> still have your disc. but Really? Yeah. It was on. It was on a shelf for literally years. So it's probably in a box somewhere. Yeah, it's good. I think Star. If you, if you like RTS style stuff, then there's not really anything that can beat StarCraft, really. Mm. But it hasn't really been anything since it's tried yeah. to like. That's been great. Anyway, I think that that would probably do me for dies. I did those two really. Don't really get too into too much stuff. Mm. What she got? Um, well, obviously the standard things that I've been playing. I've played the, I've played those two games that have very conveniently similar acronyms: Derrick and Dusp. Derrick and Dusp. <laughs> played some more Deep Rock Galactic. Sometimes with Rob, not always. Yeah, briefly. Yeah. <laughs> trundle around like i just like you know that game has become a helpful sort of you know non-effort game (laughs) like well i just want to do this and not have to think about it very much also because you know the hazard levels you could easily just turn it down turn it to easy just want to shoot some stuff 
just trundle through some caves, grind out some more money and experience points for unlocking cool things later on, that kind of stuff. And then I went back to Dyson Sphere program because it'd been a while and they have been updating it. They still haven't really done any content updates. It's still just, you know, mechanical and functional updates. But mm. the last one that they did was there's we're still not quite at blueprints yet, but they've made it so that you can copy and paste. When you you could always copy a building and it would like retain its settings like the recipe or whatever. But now they've made it so when you copy a building, it also copies all the inserters that are attached to it. So if you want to, it makes it much, much quicker to like expand a construction line because you just, you you set up one building to do a recipe and then you just click and drag sideways and you can just build as many as you want and it sets all the inserters onto the belts automatically. Mm. So it makes it super fast to scale up, not as fast as blueprints would, but it's getting there. <laughs> and they've also added a couple of extra little things along that along those lines with the coffee pasting where it's like well i guess they'd already put in the upgrade thing last time i played but they've expanded it so you can now just like you can either hold shift and upgrade an individual building or you can upgrade a whole belt at once using shift or you can change the cursor to just be an area select and just paint over things that you want to upgrade and just have it do it that way so it's much more it's much, just basically it's just much quicker to deal with building stuff now yeah, yeah. as a as a mid step towards theoretical blueprints if they actually decide that's necessary at this point because I'm sure as we said at the time getting blueprints that work on a spherical grid is going to be an absolute nightmare yeah because there's no way to like manage the different scaling of all the little squares as they progress towards the pole and all that that makes the whole system kind of awkward unless they. It's only a maximum size and they can fit within a zone as long as there isn't a change in that. Well, because when I've been the two times that I've got into sort of the late ish game of this, which is this most recent run and what and the title I was playing it before, before I stopped, it sort of naturally encourages you to build within the sort of grid zones anyway. Mm. Not just because it's inconvenient to be like, you, you know you don't want to go over this jank boundary but like the way that the that you typically build the factories kind of inherently is sort of linear like you'll have a a logistics tower where it delivers the raw materials a line of belts coming out of that and then the factories alongside that and then the output belt will go back into another logistics tower that's how you don't really well, you can do it like this in Factorio, but it's mu this game is much more focused on the logistics system rather than the belt system. Mm. And Factorio can be like that as well. It's just in Factorio, it's more of a personal preference thing, where it's just like I prefer to use just belts because it's cooler. The belts, rather than having just the drones carry stuff point to point. Mm. Even though in Factorio, then you get into the the argument of like the drones are much more efficient cpu wise so in the really late game of factorio oh, when see, you want right. to build super large bases you just kind of have to use drones <laughs> instead of belts but yeah in in dyson sphere program because it's because the end game just kind of naturally puts puts you into the drone system that linear layout you the way i originally did it was north to south so i'd go away from the equator and mm. i'd have all the basically all my drone network would be focused around sort of a belt around the equator and the factories would go up away from the okay. equator yeah, yeah. up to the first grid line 
but then this run I've been working on a maybe better, but it's sort of a, just a choice thing of doing horizontal, like east-west, because then you've got the whole circumference of the planet to, to build lines, and mm. then you stack them vertically parallel to each other up to each grid line. I see, yeah. So in reality, you could easily have blueprints that just don't have to deal with the grid line by just, you don't have to deal with the grid line. <laughs> Is this one of those things where it's like, still mildly surprising that they didn't just go for a, like a football style hex grid you know where they could have hex in. grids would make it much more difficult for the belt phase like when you're dealing with having to put buildings next to a straight line hex, hex grids just make that way more complicated to you, a point still, well, I mean they're still lights I mean you lines. could yeah you still build like hexagonal diagonals or whatever mm. not diagonals well 60 degrees or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you can there's, still do there's it three directions in when that works but it's it? just it, that just is like I think it's just a human thing of like that's just more complicated. <laughs> sure. Human brains don't process like hexagonal angles as well as ninety degree angles. Yeah, sure. It's a Dyson sphere project, and also I think if I remember if I remember geometry rightly, I don't think hexagons actually tile properly onto a sphere either. Oh, don't they? You have to have pentagons mixed in. Oh right, yeah, you might be right. I'm trying to figure out back when I did my uh, <laughs> my graphics uh, uh, course, like get on for 20 years ago. Yeah, like whether or not I, well, no, yeah, yeah, no, it is actually. <laughs> it's not quite 20 years, 15 years ago. But like, yeah, whether or not I figured that out because I did try and build a sphere in multiple different ways, like by hand, mm. but like figuring out the vertex ways, and I was like, I can't remember. I can't remember how that worked out. I think I just ended up using the boring form of like how they're doing it, like <laughs> just like grid lines that squares. get smaller. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing I played. Wait, what was the other thing I played? Wait, why do I need to look at my phone for this? <laughs> <laughs> oh right, yeah, of course. I followed Dan's lead and went back to Mario Odyssey. Oh right, cool. <laughs> Which was, I hadn't. I mean, obviously, I hadn't played it for. I guess four years, what, four three, or five years yeah, since Switch came out. Well, 2017, so it's like four years. But Odyssey, Odyssey wasn't first year, was it? Or was Odyssey, it December? Yeah, no, Odyssey was near launch. Was it near launch? Yeah, it had a hell of a first year. Hmm. Oh, yeah, because we talked about it at Game of the Year, where mm. it was like Mario vs. Zelda. Versus Zelda yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I went back and played that again, and for not having played it since then, it's very easy to remember everything. So like I'm just going to each new kingdom and just clearing out everything you can possibly do <laughs> before I even leave. It's like, oh yeah, I guess. well, it's also so, like to some extent you sort of know how it's not just remembering specifics; it's remembering like how that game works. Where it's like all the sub zones always have two moons, one at the end, and then one which is hidden off to the side. <laughs> so you're always like, oh, I just have to remember to make look out for the branch point where yeah, there's yeah, the yeah. other hidden moon. All the all the cutaway areas, you mean? Like not the yeah, the yeah. sub world sort, sort of mini things. stages. Yeah, yeah, and then. I mean, to some extent, it is remembering it, which is like, oh, yeah, there's there's that one that's hidden in that mound and you just ground pound it, and there's this one where you have to catch it off this bird. And <laughs> all these, and this all... one that you have to look into the sky and see a thing, and it just gives you it. And... <laughs> I don't think, is there one of those in Odyssey? Yeah, there's like a sky taxi, isn't there? You look at it, and it gives you Oh, thing. yeah, that, but that's post-game, though. That's, in the, what, that's once you've done the moon bit and you get that, the moon rocks. Right, right, the, right, right. The extra moons. Oh, that happens later, okay. 
yes, I'd forgotten about the Sky Taxi. Sky Taxi, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I basically... The, the, there was only two moons that I specifically skipped, which were the 100 jumps on the skipping rope and 100 oh God, volleyballs. Yeah. Ugh, I don't think I did the volleyball one. I was, I tried both. Of, I think I got both of them to like 75, and then I was like, oh, I, can't, I can't be bothered to keep trying I know, this. it's just, they are the worst. It's like, why are they there? I mean, you can definitely, I'm not, I don't know if they ever fix it, but there's like, there's ways to cheese, well, there's ways to cheese both of them, but like, the jump rope one was much more of a cheese. The volleyball one, if you put it in two player, then you can just control the hat. So that makes it much, because you're not, then not bound by physics, essentially. <laughs> right. You just fly the hat across the volleyball court, <laughs> which makes that much easier. And then the jump rope one, I believe you can't do it on the first run for it. You have to do it in the like post game. But you remember how there's those big giant letters that smell Mario that mm-hmm. you have to cap and then move around. Yeah. And you put them in the right place. It smells Mario. Yeah. I believe that there's some way that you can maneuver that one of those letters into the jump rope zone and it doesn't detect it and then you just stand on top. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> right. So it's just the right height and the rope's just going Yeah, the rope you. just goes around you and you can just sit there forever. <laughs> Love it. I don't know if they ever patched that. I'm pretty sure that was how to do it. Because I tried to do it using the the scooter the little oh, yeah, moped yeah, yeah. thing because that that does well you can't just stand on top of that so you can't use the same trick but that also obstructs the rope it like actually detects that as oh possible. okay mashes it but the other thing you can do with the scooter is because it's got like a much smaller jump you can use that to do the jumping more like more quickly precisely. and precisely yeah but I, I couldn't get that to work any better than just regular jumps so i kind of yeah, gave yeah. up <laughs> Also, it's quite hard to actually get the scooter in on the first jump because you have to drive in while they're swinging it. <laughs> That's quite difficult. <laughs> Mario Odyssey, though, what a hell of a game. Yeah, so I got through basically that whole game again. <laughs> I did. I got two... I finished... Well, I finished the game. I didn't... Then got dropped off on the Mushroom Kingdom and that's where I got to. But that's <laughs> like 500 stars or something. Yeah, yeah. Or moons. Bonkers number. I'm not sure I'll go all the way to 100% again. <laughs> I don't need to do any dark side or darker side. Man, there were. I mean, I, I never did 100% it, uh, but not even close. <laughs> but like some of that, some of those dark side and darker side stuff that so was just just mean. Yep. Like I remember you telling me that the, the one I'd been t- attempting for friggin' hours was like possibly the hardest one in the game with like, all the bills yeah, following you. And the it's bill- the- bills on destructible terrain where yeah. you have to run out and then it all just gets destroyed yeah. as you come back. Oh my god, so hard. I tried, yeah, I tried that for absolutely hours and just could not get it. Just could not get it because like there's multiple routes you could possibly take on that one as well, and neither of them are good. No, like the, the super hardcore long jump chain you could do. Yep. God, I, I mean, I couldn't just get it to stay straight. Was the problem with that? I'm <laughs> just like, Whoa. man, yeah. What a game? Yep. Uh, we are running over, but let's get Kips to talk about about things. Yes. Because mm-hmm. you've been quiet for a while. <laughs> what games have you actually been playing recently? Uh, I've been playing quite a few different things. Actually, I've been playing Chivalry Two. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's a game. That's a game. Sure it is. That's madness. Uh, should, we, should we talk a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, we've we got to talk about chivalry. It's insane. You can kill people with uh, bread. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love that game. I, it, it's 
it's just pure madness, right? Right from the start, it's oh, just absolutely. pure madness. I mean, we have up to it goes up to, to sixty four people in games now as well. So. Yeah, it goes to great lengths of ma- of ma- of introducing you to its like actually fairly complicated mm, and almost complicated. almost fighting game esque sword fighting systems with its like you know timing and positioning and. Uh, the mechanics of actually moving your view around to drag the sword so it covers bigger areas and weird, weird stuff like that. First and stuff like that. And all of that goes out the window almost immediately when you get into mm. a fight, and it's like, and you're just like battling like billions of people all at once, and it's just like it's just madness. It's just utter madness. Yeah, because you try and learn all this stuff, and then you can't really put any of it into use because you're constantly getting like attacked by three or four people at once. So, it yeah. really... <laughs> so you never behind. really get to use it as like a one-on-one kind of thing. No, it's a, it's a hard yeah. it's a hard game to put together. Eh? Any sort of like feeling of like, oh, I'm going to get good at this, but it's fun in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a good game. There's um, several different classes you can be. You can be like a general swordsman. Um, you can be like a long pokey stick man. Uh, this is a good option. A, yeah, like, that's what I use because it's just the, the range helps a lot. Yeah. Um, you can be uh, an archer, of course, or or a you know a type of archer. Boo. Yeah, the archers are kind of dull. I mean, to be honest, it's quite. A f- I don't mind playing as them, but yeah, that's not where the fun of that game lies. And it's yeah, kind. It's kind of annoying to be like, yeah, this is going really well to get crossbowed in the face. Yeah, that, that's the, that's the thing I hate about the archers. It's just like you cannot be having a really good like melee fight, and then someone just crossbows in your face, and it's like, oh, just like <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, there's that, and there's also there's another class as well. But I can't remember what that one is. I mean, there's a there's the knight, which is just like yeah, it's even, probably like even a similar swords, even more thing. swordsy. Yeah, but yeah, there's, there's four different classes, and then you got like four subclasses within each class as well, with different weapons and different abilities and stuff like that. I didn't realize um, yeah, just, what was going on with that at first because you sort of have to rank up in the classes to gain access to use the other weapon types. Yes, I didn't realize yes, I, it exactly. just looked like like because you get that big list if you get the customization menu and it's like oh I, yeah well just I'll just use this for a bit and it's like why am I why am I not using that oh right there's a there's a menu Sub-class during the game system, yeah. where you have to re- have to change what t- weapon type you're using and then it will use that yeah but there's a lot of weapons. There's a lot of different weapons, a lot of different sort of um, setups you can have for each class. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, the, the game types as well are pretty pretty good. It's the way I described it to, to Rob initially was a bit like the battlefield rush. Was it rush mode? Yeah, a little bit. Or, it's, a, it's an objective um, map, effectively. Yeah, so you Most move through are. the different sections to try and try and finish the map, basically. And one team's defending, one team's attacking. Um, and as you can imagine, it's just pure madness when this. 32 people on each team just going at each other trying to <laughs> trying to complete these objectives. I think, um, my, it, I think my most hated objective so far is like the ones where you have to be have to try and burn something. You pick you up a torch and then go to the place yeah. and burn a thing, and it's like, well, how do I get this down? Like, you're, normally they're quite a long way apart, so like you, well, you get... can throw them at them as well. So. Sure, <laughs> it does help, but it's still pretty tricky. The, the, the trickiest one is the, the get the gold one because you have to literally just carry like a, a like a box of gold. Um, from one end to the other without getting killed that's quite difficult <laughs> but yeah it's just it's just pure madness you can do there's lots of crazy things within that as well not just the actual fighting but you've got like um catapults you can use 
Um, there's massive ballistas that you can control. I love how the bodies um, fly when catapults kill people. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, it's great. They don't, they don't just, they don't just die. They go, they go absolutely fly. <laughs> yeah, everything's got like proper ragdoll as well. So the, the deaths are just hilarious. Um, you also have. Um, like when you chop someone's head off, you can pick up their head and throw it at people if you want. Oh, can you? Oh, I should yeah, have done that. Yeah, you can. Um, you can pick up limbs and do the same thing. Um, <laughs> there's oh. wells with like fish that you can get and throw at people and kill people with that. Uh, this is barrels you can pick up and throw at people. And I've tried that. Stones and it's just madness. It's just hilarious. Like it's just so satisfying when you throw something at someone like oh, a yeah. fish and they just die. <laughs> One of the most satisfying multiplayer throws ever because yeah, it's got it's, it's genius it's got if the one thing the game gets 100 percent right regarding all this is the weight behind it right like when you throw oh, it something so it's good, like it's, it? yeah. it's, it's it's there's quite a wind up and then when it goes it's like <laughs> like for something like throwing your main weapon does a smeg ton of damage if you try and do that and it's yeah but it's, i oh, think I think the whole game just works really well with like the sound design is just so good. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. And, and they lean into the comedy aspect so hard on that as well. Yes, which it's is pure comedy, and, and, and they the get it right and stuff people yeah. do. And <laughs> you have like, a, I forget how many options there are, but there's like at least sixteen different options per voice type that you choose. Oh yeah, yeah. There's um, loads. There's loads of um, quick chat, isn't there? That you can. Or not really. Yeah, yeah. No. loads of quick chats to say different stuff. Like goading is always funny because it means it proves yeah, some terrible insult. <laughs> yeah, there's taunts. There's um, you know, like sorry and stuff like that. And they all have about ten different voice lines each as well. So some of them pretty elaborate. Yeah, and it's just pure carnage because everyone can do this, and you can hear everyone doing this. So there's like sixty four people all shouting That's stuff. The thing. You can hear everyone. And it comes to points like in some matches where everyone's going, "This is shite." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, or like, like I've soiled where, myself and nobody cares. <laughs> and some people are getting like properly damaged, and like, 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 like your characters are all going, "Oh, bugger it all!" <laughs> it's like, "Where's the arm?" <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. It's just, it's just pure car. It's, it's just, it's not like I wouldn't say it's like a, a, a like a perfect game. No way at all. Like, there's a lot of like jankiness with it. No, one hundred percent. Yeah. The servers aren't perfect. You get you do get lag and stuff sometimes, and like weird hits sometimes that don't seem to make a lot of sense. Mm. But with this kind of game, you don't really mind because it's just pure stupidity I'm, anyway. I'm not playing, and I don't, I don't think you should be playing it to get good at it. Like it's a, it's, it's no, a game it's not that, that kind of game. It's a game that seems impossible to like. Okay, I say impossible. There are players that you come across every now and then that are clearly good at it and are taking on. Yes more you know multiple players at once and winning and doing it almost every time you see them and it's like ah oh, okay so there is definitely a knack to the combat system but it's, it's and that's a pretty high ask of <laughs> most of the time yeah definitely um it is a tough game to be good at because of how much stuff is just going on around you like to get into a fight and not have someone else interject and just, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. that's part of the problem with it is, is, is you can't really have a fight like that so it's, you don't really need to be good because you never really get the chance to i mean that's have it that like, kind of fight i mean it is but in a weird way like it like as i say the madness when you do get moments like that and i, I have had the odd fight where it has yeah. just been me on one other guy or or a couple of dudes and it's just and it's like super when, satisfying. Yeah, it really is. It's like it works under those circumstances, and it's like it makes those. I think the madness makes those moments stand out. 
mm-hmm. right? So it, like it can be mad most of the time, but then when you do get into a sort of like showdowny style moment with someone, and you're like keeping your <laughs> you're like distancing each other, fighting game style, until someone goes in and stuff like that, and then it's like it makes those moments really like I was about to say poignant, but I know what we how we feel about that <laughs> word. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, it's just really good. It's really satisfying to play, is how I'd put it. Like, it's not as I say, it's not the best game in the world. It's super janky. It's got a lot of um, a lot of things I could work on with it. But as it is, it's just great fun, and that's what I find important. Really, if yeah. I want if, if I want a game, I want it to be fun, and this this is that in buckets. There needs to be more games that just focus on that. Yeah, definitely. A lot of them try to be like super serious and focus on the the story side of things, which is fine in itself, but. A lot of the time, they miss the, the fun part of it. You know, they they go for a complicated mechanics or mechanics that are just not that great to play, and then you get a game like Chivalry where it's just just mental fun. You know, mm. and, and that's what I enjoy. About they've it. somehow they've put the effort into the mechanics as well. <laughs> and yeah, it has it has the great mechanics and it's fun, which is just brilliant. Perfect combo. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love it. I think it's I've put a lot of hours into it. Um, one thing I will say is it is, hasn't got a lot of content. Like there's, there isn't a lot in it at the moment. Um, like there's only like a handful of different um, like maps and stuff. There's like three or four different deathmatch maps and about four different scenarios. I think yeah, like objective can, scenarios. You can rattle through them pretty quickly. So you do repeat the stuff a lot. Like there's not there's not many missions or whatever. But Torn Banner um, have at least um, promised to at least double the content of the game with free updates. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of free updates with new stuff, and the the, the other thing is, I'd say the uh, customization isn't isn't great either. I mean, but in, in a weird way, who cares about that? You, you can't really, really see it. See it. Yeah. Like, you can <laughs> you can occasionally see one of the like uh, I don't know more senior characters will ha- probably have shinier armor or might be wearing that fancy or feathers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, or fancy flaily chainmail that hangs down, or or like the knights you say Nis style hel- helmet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that Templar style, I guess. And it's like, yeah, you, you could, you could, they're there. It's not important, but I just feel like it could, could do a bit of a, because it's really, really hard to get enough gold to buy a lot of the stuff as well. well I mean, like yeah, a lot of the, the attempting to end games cost a hell of a lot. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying because you, you have to pay for the game, right? And you can't, you can't even access half the stuff because it costs so much gold. Yeah. The little trick. But that's the same with a lot of these games nowadays, though. I mean, it's, it is a rarity to have a paid-for game have quite such a, I don't know, 2013 microtransaction system. Mm. Really. Because what it harks back so to. It's a... like it's a game from a, an almost disappearing era. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can get pretty much anything you want within if you just play enough, right? You just have to play a lot to get sure. some of the end stuff. But At a least lot of the stuff is cheap. Yeah, exactly. It's not random. You can choose what you want. You can choose where your gold coins go or whatever. So it's not like it's you're wasting your, your time, really, because yeah. you can get what you want. If you want it's something. Just, it's just, and I just find it kind of weird that they've done it that way. I wish they'd gone down like the COD route where you you, you unlock stuff by achieving You've, stuff. I oh, see, so yeah, you rank into it or challenge your way into it. or Yeah, the challenge cards or whatever that they haven't, or they used to have in Call of Duty. Like the last one didn't really have much of that. But. Yeah, bred your way into it. Yeah, so like kill five people with fish or whatever unlocks you a piece of armor or something. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I, I prefer <laughs> stuff like that because it gives you something, gives you reasons to play stupidly as well. Yeah, yeah. A heraldry pattern with a fish on it. I'd have that. Yeah. 
I totally yeah, exactly. Like, and then when you see someone who's got that, you know, all oh, right, they managed to kill people with <laughs> well done, pieces of bread or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or fish. Or, yeah, you know what I mean? It would be cool if they did it that way. I feel like that would have been praise be the baker. better way of doing it. Well, like, even better if you could unlock like a voice account that just talks about baking the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, different character types or whatever for for doing stupid things or something. I, I, I feel like that would have been a better way to go because you actually feel like you're you're achieving something for doing silly things. Yeah, absolutely, especially in a game like that. I feel like that's uh, another thing games are doing a lot now is taking that stuff away and, as you say, adding it into a coin system or something. Yeah. Or, I mean, that beats the fun out of it all, really. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's the, probably the only two things I would say that are down on it is that the content isn't huge right now. There's not many levels and stuff to play. Um, so you will repeat stuff a lot. And also that's just the, the way the customization stuff works. But as you say, none of that really matters, the customization stuff anyway. So, it's And they will be adding more stuff for free. Yeah. So that's always good. But yeah, it's it's just pure manic. I highly, highly recommend giving it a go because it's not hugely expensive either. Um, no, it's not a full price title, is it? So it's no, it's like I think twenty five quid. I think is the normal price for it. Something right, like yeah. that, which is, which is pretty. It's, great. Not, it's not expensive. Decent. Uh, um, that's the right price point. No Nintendo tax here. Yeah, it's a really good price point. It is multiplayer only, so you have to bear that exactly, in mind. I yeah. guess might might have a limited lifespan, depending. We'll see. But it is fully cross-play but, already, isn't it? Like they launched. It's cross-play, cross but you can't cross-party or anything yet. But they are adding that as well. Right. So you will be able to like party up with people on PC and PS4 and whatever as well in Xbox and Yeah, because we've Eventually. been playing. We've been playing the Series X version. Yes, I don't. And know it runs you, extremely well as well. I don't know if that game would work on keyboard and mouse because surely the dra- the weight of it is lost if you uh, tried yeah, playing it on a mouse. I think it's easier because you can drag quick, yeah, like, like super quick, and it gives you a bit of an advantage. But that's, that's what I mean. That's a huge advantage in that game. Yeah, which is another reason why I think we probably lose a lot of fights as well because we're playing with a lot of PC people. Yeah, maybe. Play, but I wonder if they should ever like COD introduced like controller based crossplay where you can be like, don't play against keyboard and mouse people, please. Yeah, I mean you can turn off crossplay, but then you're yeah, yeah, to- yeah. That's not. I don't want to do not, that. Not the same but, thing, but yeah, yeah. You, you want you want input type limitations. So yeah, I imagine that is quite an advantage playing on PC, hugely. But yeah. I don't think it really overly matters that much because 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 the individual fights don't really don't really make the, the the match. You know, what I mean, it doesn't doesn't make the result of the match based on like a couple of people having an advantage on PC or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Because you can win. You you can Depends win by stacked. Yeah, you can you can just win by just being better at doing the objectives, right? Because mm. a lot of people just ignore the objective as well. So if you're just <laughs> clever about it. Yeah. You can you can win that way. So I don't think it makes a huge huge difference really. Yeah. But it is something to consider as well. What a what a nice surprise that thing is. Oh, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Because I, 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 I quite surprise. like the first one as well. It's got a two in the name, but you know. <laughs> I did quite enjoy the first one as well on PC, but that was obviously way jankier because it was. Mm. I think it was a, a like based on the Half Life engine or something, maybe. Or was it like a mod? Yeah, it was, it was like a mod, basically, kind of thing. But it was a standalone mod, I guess, mm. based on an engine of something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was that kind of thing. And it, yeah, that was still pretty good. But this is definitely way better than that one in every way. 
but yeah, I'm, I'm glad it exists. Yeah, because it's sure. it, we need games like that. I don't think there's enough like just fun multiplayer games anymore. Which is a slightly odd. Well, not not in that vein of multiplayer. I would like not. not there aren't many that focus on that level of comedy, like in mass. I yeah. mean, Fall Guys comes to mind, but I didn't really get into that. Um, no, and it's yeah, um, it's a very different kind of game as well. Yeah, it, f- it fills that same sort of niche in a way, in a weird way, or I don't know, like the the, the onslaught of couch couch multiplayer games we now have. Yeah, Thanks to Overcooked. yeah, like party games, I guess you'd call them. There's a lot of those too. Yeah, or Among Us. Have you played Among Us yet? No, that does not interest me at all. Among Us is fantastic if you play it the right way. I can imagine if you have enough friends to do it with, it'll be fine. But yeah. even then, I don't. I'm not. I'm yeah, not overly interested in that because yeah. it's it's just like that. Those old board game, not board games, but I know what you mean. I guess it was board it's, games. It's like, a, that, social that kind of thing's been around a while. Yeah, yeah. And it's but it is great. Like I love uh, the like. Okay, uh, the way we play it, or like the, I've played it with my my Cambridge crew, is is like you need to mod it to have this. Um, I forget what it's called now, but it's like a, it's like a voice mode on it. So it like it, but it's. So everyone's on the chat channel through this voice thing rather than talking to each other this way because obviously this would give it this would ruin it if we everyone was on a Discord or something. Mm. Um, and then if uh, so, you go into this like game aware chat channel and if and it adds proximity voice, so you can only hear people that are near you. And if you're dead, you can't speak. Like you can't. Yeah, you're imme- you you're immediately re- removed from from the channel. But you can haunt. The best bit thing about that is, is like as as a dead person, you can haunt the killer, or, or right. <laughs> like. So if your ghost in Among Us is near them and you're speaking, they they get a, like a distant echoey version of you going. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. It's a great way to play that game. But yeah, you're right. You need the right crew, and you need a um a reasonable number of you to make that yeah make that work. Sure. Um, I mean, we, we had fun with uh, four and five, but no, it really came into its own when we had seven and eight and started yeah. to get player counts up to, up that high. Then it then it was fantastic. Does that have crossplay? Because I know it's on mobile and stuff as well. Can you mix mobile? I, and I think it's a hundred percent crossplay. Yeah, because it's all just room codes. There's no actual friends oh, okay. adding and stuff like that. I think I think that is a hundred percent crossplay. That's good then. Yeah, that makes it easier to get people together, I guess, because you could just have people round. They don't even have the game and just download it, I guess, and yeah. off you go. Absolutely. I mean, it's I have to pay for it. It's not free. Well, yeah, but it's not but expensive, it's, is it? No, it's, it's like it's a few like, quid or something. It's it? like four pounds or something. <laughs> yeah, it's really cheap. Bargain. Uh, what else you got? Is, it, is that you done? Um, I've played some other stuff. I don't, I don't really want think we'll go into them too much but obviously uh valorant have been playing again recently the new mm-hmm. season came out new character and uh, new character ko or kyo not really sure i think it's ko like the ko like ko i guess yeah that makes sense um the character seems really strong with its um has flashbangs basically and a grenade that means you can't use your abilities which is kind of interesting yeah that is, um, that is interesting and then he has his ult, which sends out massive like blasts of the same thing that suppresses everyone within that radius. And then also he can be revived if he gets killed, which is kind of big. Oh, we can sort of self-revive? 
No, or you, only someone you... has to revive him. So oh, if, right. he, if he's ulting and he gets killed, you can uh, revive him. I see. So he's, he's like he goes. He has a like a down but not out kind of thing. Yes, interesting. Uh, and and the th- thing about that is he his HP when he's down is like seven hundred or something. So oh, when wow. he's down, he's really hard to kill. <laughs> so yeah, that makes for an interesting like dynamic of whether you actually go to try and kill him or leave him to be downed and wait for people to try and revive him and pick those off instead or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's a really good character. I think he'd be, re- he's going to really, um, fit in nicely. Like some of the characters I felt like just have like stupid abilities that don't really, I haven't seen many I don't people really feel using, fair, but yeah, but I haven't seen anyone using Astra really since long after launch. No, I think Astra is only good if you're playing as a team. Like, right. Yeah. I think it only works if you're in a five man group or something because you need to communicate really heavily with that character to get the most out of it. Yeah, because she can do stuff anywhere on the map. Like, you need someone else to tell you to do it. <laughs> yeah, you need people to tell you to do it. You need to be able to communicate that that's what you're going to do so they can play off of it. Because mm. um, one of her abilities is it creates like a worm wormhole, not a wormhole, a whirlpool that sucks people in. Oh, yeah. That's, like, that's... locks them to that point. So you need communication with that to say, like, I'm activating this. You might want to peek it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. So that character's really difficult for most people to use i imagine because most people play like in groups of two or yeah she, she's or whatever or solo you know or solo yeah and the it's just impossible players. but yeah i feel like that feel like um, the new character is a really good addition because because i've never been a fan of characters like rays because of their super cheap alts where it's just like a free <laughs> kill basically almost but yeah but obviously you have to hit with it but it's still pretty much like a free kill right yeah just fire and kill someone with it which i feel like kind of cheap <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of annoying when you're in like a sort of clutch scenario and she's like you just hear the the ult go off and you're like oh no yeah it's, it's kind of a difficult thing because like breach is one is it breach or the other guy brim brim's ult with, with his like area effect yeah laser beam thing is kind of like that as well but yeah because he can just like lock off the defuse if he hears you doing it you just go blah <laughs> like... yeah i think that's the worst thing for valorant for me is how how many abilities there is that stop you diffusing and yeah. stop you being able to diffuse in situations like that like like killjoy's nano swarm and yeah exactly that, that's kind of it that, i, I kind of have to agree with that one it's like the nano swarm's cool but like at that, least you, you can kill that though like if you see it on the bomb you can shoot them off sure you can do that at least which you can't with most of the other people's stuff mm. At least you have the option of dealing with it, but most of the time you don't know it's there anyway because it's yeah. really hard to see. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I feel like it's still a fun game. I yeah. feel like the new character is gonna is gonna be a great addition. I feel that'll um, that'll be fun to play with and play against as well. I think that's an important thing. They've got to be fun to play against, not just play with. So I mean, I feel like we've we've been losing almost every game we've been playing recently. But like, oh, definitely. But I, but I'm in, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I'm enjoying it still. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not getting mad at it. It's like it's a it's it's a decent I thing. Think the, I think the new map is pretty good as well that they added. Yeah, breeze is decent. So yeah, I think it's I think it's going places. It's doing good. I'm liking it still a lot. Doing good. Keep it up. Yeah. I still think Counter Strike is the better game overall, but I, I think I like playing Valorant more, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you. Counter Strike feels like it's had way longer to get it balanced to the way it is. And like it's, yeah. it's a finely tuned thing. Um, but I think I like Valorant more. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, I, I can't uh, really put my finger on why. I yeah. just like, I like playing it more. 
But yeah, good fun, good fun. Zach needs to get it. Still does. Still won't. It'll run on his machine as well. That's the great That's thing. That's the thing, yeah. You just have to... Well, actually, does Vanguard run on 7? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Okay, then. That is the one big black mark, I guess, against like Valorant is the, re- the requirement on Vanguard, which doesn't... Honestly, I don't think it helps. <laughs> Probably not, but if you don't want to use it, you can just turn it off when you're not playing it. Yeah. Yeah, Zach, you should get it so we can have a, we can have four of us all playing together. That'd be great. Damn right, we should. Let's just. And you'd a, be right at home with Sova, I reckon. That's just that's just a grimace on his face right there. <laughs> is there? It's is not there? a grimace. <laughs> I want to know. I want. I want to know what is it about Valorant you don't want to play, Zach? What what, <laughs> what about it is putting you off playing it? I think that's an interesting question. <laughs> I think it's an impossible <laughs> to answer question. Why is that? Because it's as much as why anyone doesn't want to play any game. Like, why didn't you like playing Rocket League after a certain point? Is there actually a reason for that? <laughs> yeah, there is. I, I just didn't enjoy it. That was the reason. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but you haven't even played it. Yeah, but it's, you know... Free! I wouldn't, didn't get back into Counter-Strike either, did I? So just like, I don't remember you playing that, that I wanted to play. No, no, I used to play it more than I did back in the day. I mean, I... Played, well, yeah, I, I probably played Counter Strike first out of everyone. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but this isn't Counter Strike. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of is. And also, well, I, I just feel like I feel like it'd be your kind of game, though, if you played it. I feel like I get the, that impression at the time and continuing this time. I feel like I've just not got into competitive shooters any longer. I don't mm. like. Yeah, that's fair. Not since TF, like because I've, I've, like we all, all of us thought Overwatch would be your bag as well. Yeah, because like, and Overwatch mm, is great, definitely more so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of went off Overwatch as well, though. I don't think I ever went off me in the end. I don't think I ever went off it. I just sort of stopped playing it. Like that's that's different, right? It's not like I have any ill will against it. I just no fell into it, other it just, games. It just didn't really do it for me. I don't think I didn't really play as I thought it would. Hmm. I found uh, it kind of annoying. I found it kind of too bullet spongy as well, like because that, that's kind I of guess. the point of it. Though. Yeah, but it, it is a lot. It, I didn't really enjoy that much because you, you can do like a ton of damage or whatever, and you'll never kill anyone because they're either being healed constantly or um, your team isn't focusing on the same. Like you're supposed to focus kill people or whatever, and people just don't. Mm. Um, it's not one of those games I think you have to play with people. You know? uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's more so than something, something like Valorant because Valorant is is a lot about individual skill. And maybe because Overwatch has smaller team sizes, that becomes more of a thing. Like unlike TF, where we used to play, it used to be like twenty odd people per side. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or quite a large number of people per side, wasn't it? It's... Makes less difference that way, doesn't it? When there's more people on a team, about playing together. Yeah, maybe that's part of the problem as well of why I wasn't so up on those kind of games. Because it's like, obviously, I liked Battlefield back in the day. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. then Team Fortress, but maybe like when it, maybe, maybe, maybe as it goes down in number of players, it gets less appealing to me somehow. Mm. <laughs> which is why I, yeah, I which is why Overwatch would have been the one that was better because it was that was one of the ones with a bigger team at the time. I mean, yeah, six on well, six. It's only one person more than Valorant, but it's only one person more than most. Yeah. Well, and even that's going away now, isn't it? They're going back to five and five v five. Yeah. 
for Overwatch 2. It's a weirdly late in the game decision that they made there to suddenly decide to change that. I'm not really sure what the decision was based on, really, because everyone liked the 6v6. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. Maybe it's some weird esports thing where it's like we can't sustain six team e- six person esports teams. Oh God, maybe <laughs> that would suck. What's the normal Counter Strike team size these days? Five sports. Five. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just consistency because it's five in Siege as well, and it's five in League of Legends. Yeah. Five in everything, isn't it? Pretty much. Five. <laughs> I say they should have like proper 11 person aside FIFA games. They should, that'd be great. Don't they though? I mean, I'm sure there's a subset of people who are doing that because you can. Yeah. Oh, I thought you could. Anyway, I thought they had. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. Or you used to be able to. I don't know if you still can. Lob. Libro grande. That's what I was thinking. I see you need to turn that into a into a more competitive game by making it so like you only play one player, but you need to have some other way to influence the rest of the team. Right, yeah. Like skills or something. <laughs> it needs to be played from like that an awkward camera angle, right? Like a third person camera angle rather than the FIFA style. Yeah, yeah that'd be pretty funny. So yeah. it's all about like your awareness is limited as well. That's that'd be great. Do you remember like the old nineties football games used to do that for free kicks and stuff, didn't they? Oh yeah. Playing yeah. Third person. <laughs> but that's what, that's what we were talking about. Are you, are you aware of Libido Grande? Like oh, a, is, that, is that one of the old, like... It's an old PlayStation 1 game where you control one of the players. Just oh, okay. one. And it's done from, like, a third-person perspective. That's cool. It's, it's kind of madness. <laughs> you can do that on FIFA as well, where you control only one player, but it doesn't do it in third-person, obviously. No. But that's what I mean. It's like, that's what, that's what they That'd should do. That would be great, yeah. That would be great. I'd like to see bring them, that back. I'd like to see them try <laughs> do weird stuff. Yes, again, games are two the same why, nowadays. Why, yeah, they should do weird stuff. Why the heck not? Right? Because FIFA adds all sorts of random things that no one ever plays. So why not just add like yeah, give it a go. add another crazy mode? Yeah, this is the twenty twenty two. Not like the engine can do it because it's already rendering it all in three D. Oh, it absolutely could. <laughs> Although they'd have to make skyboxes, I guess. I, I guess. They, I mean, they, they have them yeah, already. True. They might have to change the render mode though, because right, there's there's like very limited parameters of them looking down on a football pitch, right? Um, and those angles. It's only when it like pans up for like the cinematics or the cutaways to refs, mm. where maybe they have two different render modes to deal with that, or two different LODs, or so it might maybe. be a little bit different for the engine to handle. Maybe, or I'm making all of that up. <laughs> but maybe EA don't care. EA definitely don't care. As a fact, I'm going to wrap up the podcast there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could, I could. I mean, we're well over time, and I could talk about stuff I played. But hey, if I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn, it's exactly what you expect it to be. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll go into more detail next time. Yeah. Because um, I'll still be playing it because it's big. Yep. Um. Yeah, that's a podcast. Thank you for listening all this way. If indeed you still are, there's more freelancer going up on the website. Oh, no, the YouTube. <laughs> well, the YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I mean, technically, it goes up on the website yeah. in the form of a post. Yeah, not exactly the same thing. I could say there's more freelancer going up on my twits as well. <laughs> not your. Oh, do you post it on your Twitter? I, I reshare. Okay, <laughs> I do what every good socialite should do. Media, social media light. Is that what the socialite's not the right word? Is it? <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs>
but yes, we've continued with freelancer because apparently Deus Ex is not going to happen for a while. Dan can't be asked to set up his PC. <laughs> I wasn't going to call that out specifically, but yeah, yes. <laughs> but that's 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 exactly the reason. Um I mean that game's very brown, so it's nice to get away from the brown a little bit. And then we'll play. <laughs> apart from, uh, apart from in, the fact we're in space brown, yep. So where we're in the UK of space, where it's all brown, it's all brown. Well, well at least one of the systems. <sighs> Freelancer. We right. might get through Freelancer before we do more Deus Ex. Oh, 100 percent. It's totally going to happen. We might never see Deus Ex again. <laughs> Don't get invested. <laughs> watch the Freelancer videos. <laughs> Don't watch the Deus Ex runs. We'll come back to those. We'll tell you when it's good. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you everybody. And goodbye. <laughs>